You know what's happened, don't you? Hi guys, Steve here. You're listening to my podcast, 50 Uses for the Word Love. The podcast where every week we examine the varied multitudes of feeling that make up the human condition and how weird it is that they all fall under this one very limiting umbrella term, a love. Firstly, thanks so much for everyone who went to iTunes and rated and reviewed the podcast this week. That's fucking amazing. Thank you so much. They live! Seriously, that really means so much to me, and it really does help the podcast as well. So if anyone else wants to go and do that, follow suit. Please, please, please do it. This week, my guest is the super cool Jen Ives. I've only just started recently getting to know Jen through previous guest, William Stone. She's a Brighton comic. She's really great. She got to the final of the Leicester Mercury New Comedian Awards in 2019, and last year, she got second place at the very prestigious Laughing Horse New Act of the Year competition. She's one of those acts that instantly gets noticed because they're not grandstanding. There's a, there's a, a point of view and a lightness of touch and a kind of bespoke likability that really draws you in. I'm going to give her a couple of plugs. She is just about to do her first solo show, Estro Gen. It's coming to Brighton Fringe, so that will be on every Wednesday in May. First one's at 9.30pm, and then the rest of them are all at 5pm. So please go see Jen, because she's great. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, Jen has her own. It's called Musical Chairs. She and fellow comedian Jade Gebby, they just sit down and wax lyrical about musicals. What more do you want? So that's on SoundCloud. Go check that out. I had a really great chat with Jen. It didn't feel very interviewee, which was great. Actually, it was really hard to cut. It was like two and a half hours long. We were just bantering about movies all day and stuff. She was a great conversationalist. Also, she asked me questions, which was really, really nice. Made me feel a little less insecure about just fucking rabbiting on all the time. As is my want. And we do talk about some of the bad stuff, so a little bit of a content warning there, but neither Jen nor I are, I guess, that kind of comedian. So uh, so take a deep breath, folks. Everything's going to be okay. Over to you, Jen. You're listening to 50 Uses for the Word Love. Today's form of love is taboo. Well, I have to teach myself to talk less. That's what I've been learning. No, don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I am still the, like, yeah, I'm a co-host, it, but, but it is like, uh, it, I do feel like, oh, shit, shut up, shut up, Trumbull. Yeah, You've got yeah. somebody in who's, who's interesting and talking. <laughs> but, well, uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Have you started? What? Have you started? No, we were. Oh, okay. That was yeah, such yeah. a podcast cliche. I love it. Oh, I've never had that before. It's usually like the Nerdist or WTF, is yeah. where they go. Oh my God, are you recording? I pre planned it. Yeah, I was no, 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 planned yes. to say that. It's yeah. in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> we filled the quota. I think that's the first time anyone's actually said that. That makes me really happy. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. that in then, can't you? Yeah, we'll keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was literally just asking you how you were. Cause I, I actually, I'm really yeah. good, thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm wicked. I, I'm, okay. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get better at like being honest and not being like false modest and stuff. Oh, I really respect that. Yeah, because I've had to, I've started feeling like I like saying to people if they ask you how you are, I, I've started to try and say, do you really want to know? Yeah, yeah, because I keep getting in a situation where like I keep saying like I keep going like oh you know things are fine and mm. like and then like people are coming up to me going oh but you know you've done this and you've got this coming up haven't you and I'm like oh yeah but like mm. it's only because I'm worried about those things and not not because I am nonchalant about them but I realize I'm coming across as a little bit what's like a prick probably <laughs> so it's probably the best way to describe it that's cool that's yeah. fine that's, so I'm just yeah. trying to be honest yeah I, totally. I, feel great. I feel all right at the moment also you should never start a, an answer to a question like that with uh yeah 
yeah, you know, that means they are doing terrible. I'm trying my yeah. best not to say yeah now. <laughs> Don't say yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just, I'm just, I just want to be less, like, false modesty and, like, less yeah. sort of, like, because it just comes off as shit really I think yeah. ultimately well I think my, I want to go even further my fantasy is to be like really sad like yeah. super sad mm. <laughs> honesty yeah honesty is good isn't it <laughs> woo That's I'm going to go answer my door oh my god who the hell that could be talk to the audience <laughs> okay this I feel like this is a bit of a podcast cliche as well so I'm going to say something revealing while Stephen isn't here uh I can't think of anything. I feel like a massive letdown to the podcast. A package for the housemate. A package, nice. Yeah, very. But it was one of the cool. It was the one of the just like hand it over, leave. Yes. The guy even felt like a friend. He was like, "You're right, mate. You're right. I'm off." <laughs> okay, I'm out of breath suddenly. Ah, oh, I feel like we're already, we're already, we're already up to speed, aren't we? Yeah, I feel like we are. Do you want to do? Do you want to just? Do you want to just get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, it, I'll do my, I'll do my opening. Go for it. Uh, hi everyone, <laughs> you're listening to 50 Uses for the Word Love, I'm Stephen Trumbull, and I love the opening fanfare to the 1995 film Batman Forever, which is a much maligned um, uh, series of films, oh, the Joel Schumacher ones. No. Of course you can. You, oh, okay, you, you, you can, but I will explain, I will explain <laughs> yes. why. There's a lot of reasons to hate those Joel Schumacher Batman films. Mm. I enjoyed them a lot at the time, I was the perfect age for them. And Elliot Goldenthal did the the music, mm. and you know the Danny Elfman score for the Tim Burton ones is iconic and classic and brilliant. Yeah. But of all the bad things you can say about the other films, the music ain't one of them. Ah, uh, right. I can't really remember it, but yeah. I did. I used to. But I did used to like those films. Actually, yes. well, the thing that I love is there's this one noise from mm. an instrument in the opening fanfare, and I have no idea what it is. I uh, and it's basically it sounds like a siren. But I've never heard it in any other music ever. You see, like the the title, like graphics swoop over the mm. camera and it pans, and you get the title, and then you get this kind of dun dun dun. Then the drums kick in, bum ba bum ba 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 and then you hear this kind of It's like the sound of insanity. It's like the sound yeah. of going crazy. That's... But it's like a proper. It, I, I assume it's brass or trumpets or it something. It must be, yeah. Whoever, if there's anyone out there making music, bring that sound <laughs> back fucking yesterday. I'm sure there are a few out there making music. I love, I like a bit of brass uh, instruments in a yeah. film. I've never, I mean, yeah, that's an interesting way to use them. I like the more sort of like Mike Lee depressing oh, okay. brass <laughs> bands. Like, like, I like my films to be about, you know, a mine, a mining community in the north and then <laughs> the brass band comes in. That's what oh, I prefer. Brassed off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hey. Brassed yeah. off. Um, the full Monty. You know, anything with a mind. Conversation in it. about Slack. Yeah, yeah. All that <laughs> I is. love Brassed off. <laughs> it's a great movie. That's a great movie. But it's the soundtrack that I like the most, I think. I think Bring Back the Brass Bands. <laughs> and lo, God created the Tory party. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I should do like a, you know, those like. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show screenings where mm. everyone gets involved. Just sad offs. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sad offs. <laughs> what would you throw into the air? Because you know they like throw like confetti and stuff at key moments. Yeah. I don't know what you throw like dolls. I slips. guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, the Batman movies. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love that. I think I think that's such a great sound. I miss that sound. In fact, I can play it for you if you want. Yeah, that would be good actually. Yeah. I do remember this music. Mm. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, you're right. It's a great soundtrack, isn't mm. it? To be honest with you, I was never really a massive fan of the Tim Burton ones anyway. I never well, really yeah. liked them. Like, uh, these ones were at least Oop. fun. Here it comes. Oh. It sounds like an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? It might even be an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> they might have recorded an actual elephant print. Yeah, they went to Disneyland and found the nearest um, militaristic elephant. They're all the elephants militaristic, aren't they? They're sort of in the Jungle Book. They're all like, they're oh, all like yeah. military men with a shooting stick. Don't rock the boat now, son. This is <laughs> India, and everyone knows that India is full of colonial That's stereotypes. What I was say, yeah. <laughs> men in like light cream suits. And <laughs> oh, by the way, everyone, the, today's guest is Jen I. Hello. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm really excited about this because we actually yeah. don't. We've we've met each other a couple of times. Yeah. And you're, you're a great comedian, and I know oh, you thanks. from gigs and stuff. And you're you are doing a show with a previous guest, William Stone. Yes. Um, soon. Yeah. What? Yeah, I am. We we sort of did it already. We did oh, it. Right. At, we did oh, it at Leicester. You did like previews together, yeah. so you'll be doing your own solo. show. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, what's the solo yeah. show? Uh, it's just my first hour that I'm going to try and okay. do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's called it's called Estrogen. Nice. Yeah. I like that title. So it's a work in progress at That's the moment. Cool. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's going well. So I thought Billy would be a good person to do it with because we know each other quite well from mm. Brighton and Yeah, Circuit you're Brighton based. Just trying to get as many previews in. Yeah. As possible. But you're right, we don't really know each other that but well. That's exciting to me. Yeah. Especially considering the subject of today's thing, because it's such an <laughs> unknown quantity topic. Yeah. So the idea that I don't I don't know what angle you're gonna come at it from, I don't know why you picked it. In fact, um this is a good time to say everyone, today's uh, form of love is taboo. Yeah. Um I have a list of types of love that I send to the guests because I don't like to pigeonhole people and see what they're interested in and that's the one that you came back with and it was that was the one that I thought people I thought no one was going to go for yeah but why why did you go for it because I fucked a dog <laughs> <laughs> no um, it just sprung out to me because I just I don't know like you know I've just got a tendency to be attracted to stuff that is a little bit um like I think I could tell that it's one that people are not going to be comfortable talking about so then I'm like oh that looks like, it could be funny. But mm. at the same time, I related to it because I feel like I, myself, am a bit of a taboo. So that's why, like, I'm not... I don't mean, like, oh, I've got an edgy personality or anything. No. I mean, like, because um, I'm a transsexual, so therefore I right. fit into that category of mm. being, like, a taboo Well, you're kind of... of I, guess, I guess you're kind of... You're on the cusp of society changing its views yeah. on it. You're actually right there at the watershed moment. Yeah, I feel like I am. That's that's the weird thing, yeah. Because it is. It, when I was growing up, it was a massive taboo. Mm. I mean, we can talk about that if you want, but... but or whatever it, you want to talk about, yeah. But relating it to love specifically, I feel like it is still regarded very much as a taboo in terms mm. of, like, although as progressive and everything as it is, it's still... Society is still very much like, oh, but what does that mean? How mm. does that work? Are you straight? Are you gay? Like, there's still a lot of confusion about it. Yeah. So that's why I related to it the most because it's like, yeah, like I feel like a taboo all the time. Like, mm. if, like just meeting people's parents or like all of those kind of things or the fact that my relationships all seem to kind of break down in a similar way. Do they? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, some of them do, yeah. It's yeah. not that I've had like tons, but the ones that I have had have seemed to do that. So yeah, it just always seems to get in the way in that way. So yeah, it is a bit of a taboo. Do you feel like it's a, a do you feel like a huge sense of responsibility as well that's very, it's kind of an unfair that you have to be a representative. Um, you know what I mean? Not, you, 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 yeah, I, mean, I don't. Well, no, no, but, but as in, like, do you feel, I mean, especially, I mean, even now, do you feel, like, a, a, a pressure to explain yourself 
properly. Um, like you said, like people asking, are you gay? Are you straight? Yeah. But like you have to have the right answer for everything. I used to. I feel like doing comedy has helped a lot because like I put it out there a little bit more. So mm. therefore like, no, I don't feel a massive amount of pressure to be like a spokesperson anymore because I think I was, I've been written off about that already. Like I'm not yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in regards to sort of like the love aspect or being in relationships, I do feel a lot of pressure when I'm in relationships to try and make everything work and make right. it normal yeah. and but it's not and it can't be and it won't be so right that's, yeah that's, <laughs> that's actually a perfect piece of advice for anybody in life generally that's just me you know just throw them off it can't be like and that. it won't be so just get on with it exactly. mate <laughs> yeah so but what i would like to say is like consider this like an open conversation and okay. if you have any questions or oh, anything okay feel free to ask away because like i'm pretty open about everything okay so i mean are you uh what was your last relationship like and who was it with uh, my last relationship was with a guy called mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I probably shouldn't say their name, should I? You can say, uh, I can bleep it. <laughs> yeah, I like, just bleep it because it sounds cool. Yeah, but, but, but let's keep saying it like 18 yeah. times. So I said this guy right? Oh, right. Oh, my God. I don't know if I mentioned that his name was Yeah. And, yeah, oh, but uh, is it Was he with the Boston I don't know what that is. Is that, like, is that something sporting related? I think, I think that could just be me quoting Titanic. Um, oh, right. <laughs> I, just, I just want to hear the bleeps in the podcast because we were talking earlier about podcast cliches and I, I, I think that's a good podcast mm. cliche is when you've said something yeah. bad and then they have to censor it out even though it's probably not that Yeah, big yeah, deal. yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah, I was with yeah, a guy. Yeah. I was with him for about like, I don't know, like six months. His name was <laughs> And uh, we met on a dating site as young people are known yeah. to do nowadays but it was, it was actually like my first experience with meeting someone in that way and I thought it would be really useful with the circumstances because it was like oh you could just put everything out there you could be 100% mm. honest mm. from the mm. start and just be like this is what I want this is who I am like deal with it yeah. dad yeah was that your uh, was that your profile um, blurb yeah. your message deal well, with it dad it, it, my, it was a, a cry for help <laughs> but um but yeah, but and and you know what? It it wasn't like a terrible time when we were together, but it, it does. But it did kind of end in a kind of mm. a similar way that they all seem to end in. And when, so, um, but how? What was that? What was the way that it broke down? I mean, you, you I mean don't yeah. feel like you need no, to no, no, overshare, like, but just just confusion and just sort of like both of us being in different places, but also like a lot of that kind of. Oh, like, I don't know how, I haven't told my mum about you yet, and I don't know how, right. like, all this. And oh, I see, so even though you kind of made the effort to be like, everything's on the table now, there's yeah. no way there could possibly be any controversy, because we're now, we're, you know, 21st century, you know, uh, enlightened, sex-positive people, we're allowed yeah. to say what we want and what we like, and, and by the fact that you're going out with me means you know that you're okay with it mm. and then it's still it's still kind of broke down because of awkwardness or? well it's not completely because of that I mean I have to take some responsibility as well like a lot of my relationships break down because I am like completely neurotic and <laughs> um but 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 one of the main things on that subject is, is just that I feel like my existence in a relationship it, it the nature of it, it just changes the way that they perceive themselves mm. so th- so how they identify is more right. affected than, than how I identify. That's like, interesting. I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think that much about myself in that, like in terms of identity mm. and stuff that much now. Well, nor but, should you. But in a relationship, it just affects the other person a lot because it throws them out of whack with what they think they are and what they think they know they are and the mm. way their families and friends perceive them. So that's like one of the biggest issues around it for me. Okay, right. So let's talk about the word itself. 
Um, I did a little bit of research. This is interesting, actually, especially with this, um, the romantic. Cause, mm. Because, you know, the word itself isn't that this is called 50 uses for the word love. The word itself, in all the research I've done, the word love hasn't come up. But I think yeah. it definitely does intersect so much with love. I mean, I think so, too. I've seen, you know, a YouTube video where a man, he really seemed to love that horse. You know, like, <laughs> yes. that, like he really did. Like, there was no, there's yes. no doubt that in that video, he loves that horse. Well, there are so, there are entire genres of, like, pornography yeah. that I have called taboo. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like suddenly it's become this huge thing. But the actual word really just means uh, a social or religious custom prohibiting or restricting a particular practice or forbidding association with a particular person, place or thing. Yeah. That's the noun. The adjective is just like uh, sacred or prohibited. Mm. So it all happened. Uh, it's a Tongan word. Oh, wow. Uh, from when Captain James Cook mm-hmm. went exploring and around Polynesia and he, in 1773. And I think it was in 1774 he went back after a couple of times when the, the islanders hadn't been very nice to him. Oh, uh, they weren't nice to him. Oh, That's it's such sad. A, I know, man. What did he do? They were, they were microaggressing <laughs> against him. <laughs> So, oh, for fuck's sake, now I'm getting run. This is the most haphazard podcast we've had so yet. It's my family. I'm going to deal with it, Dad. <laughs> deal right. with it, Dad. So, hello. Hey, Mom, how's it going? <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't talk right now. I'm, 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 actually, I'm actually right in the middle of a podcast. I'm literally recording. You're on the podcast. One sec, one sec. Um, uh, I'm on speak. You're on speaker now, Mum. Say hi to all the audience members. Oh, hi there. I'll <laughs> ring back later. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. <laughs> wait, wait. Say, 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 say. You're listening to Fifty Uses for the Word Love. You're listening to Fifty Uses for the Word Love. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> <Wait, laughs> speak later. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Stevens, Mum. Bye. Love you. <laughs> That was Marion, Penelope, and Chumble, ladies Aww, and gentlemen. That was nice. <laughs> that was really nice. You've got like three solid podcast cliches in here now already. Big time. You've got yeah. the, the, the f- obviously faked in yeah. phone call from your mum there. Yeah, exactly. That you well, planned. <laughs> <laughs> That's down there with trying to text, you know, JJ um, Abrams in the middle of a director's commentary oh, or yep. trying to get Jerry Seinfeld on the show. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? The funny thing is, she's never come to see me do comedy ever. She not. <laughs> I think she she would be too embarrassed on my behalf. My dad hasn't either. I've my dad has. Has it? Maybe once. He's he's been once and he's seen clips. And my mum has seen clips. What did he think? He liked it. Yeah. He's very supportive generally. But my mum was very like. Um, I think my mum is just very keeping up appearances. She mm. she's like, oh no no oh like to like in, instead of talking about your penis, why don't you talk about uh, like just talk about. Do it in the third person. Other people have penises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, well, so your father hasn't come. No, no, he hasn't. But it's not. Out, it's not like I'm begging him to come. I, I have my own anxiety about yeah. you know people that I know really well seeing me do it. I mean, I'm, I'm in my third year now. I haven't been doing it that yeah, long. Me too. Me too. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I mean, three years uh, next week. Probably. All right, I'm at the beginning of my third year, so okay. you've oh, been great. doing it significantly longer. It's a good time. But yeah, with, with my dad though, like I just I. I just feel like there's things that I talk about that would make him uncomfortable and therefore I just want to spare him. That, yeah. Really. That's all it is. But I know that as, you know, as things go on, it's going to be harder and harder to kind of avoid it because I do a lot more gigs in London. Mm. I'm sure at some point he's going to want to see it. And you're doing well. So at some point you'll be, you know, yeah. lauded for it and, and, and like... Well, 
there will yeah, be examples definitely. of well no but I mean like, be like, 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 like the dream is you know you can end up is, on, yeah. on television or on the BBC or like a radio BBC Radio 2 mm. or 4 or something and, and then lots of people would be hearing it and it was publicly available and, and celebrated so I think it's one of those self-sabotaging things was that because you know that things are going to be out there a bit like doing this podcast I'm doing this podcast because it's a subject that I kind of want to broach a little bit but yeah. I wouldn't normally do it. So this is like forcing myself to talk about it. Okay. And same with stand-up. Like if there's things that you want to say or things that are on your mind about a specific subject and you haven't really spoken to the people that you care about about it, mm. you're kind of just airing it to the public and hoping that they'll feel the kind of, they'll get it on the breeze, you know. Yeah, like they'll, they'll, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So slag off your enemies in public. <laughs> deal with it, Dad. Yeah, deal with it, Dad. I do actually kind of like, I think that's, that's really, that's actually, I, I take that as a huge compliment because I, I like the idea of people come, wanting to come on the podcast because mm. there's things that they don't get to say that they want to say. I think that's a nice, I like that. Yeah, because you've been given an opportunity to talk about this specific thing. Like, so for example, mm. with me, it's like relationships or love life or whatever. Like, to mm. me, I'm, I'm a very private person generally, mm. even in the sense of when I'm in a relationship, I want it to be like us and then... yeah. Not controlling, but just like, you know, <laughs> not like you can't go outside. One of us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> you can see why they break down now. But, but yeah, no, just more like, you know how in some relationships that like, people share friends and it's like, like I say that's, that's like a completely not a normal thing, but yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, this, this is fucked up. Yeah. You know, there's some people out there who actually share friends. I know, it's disgusting, isn't it's, it? It doesn't make any sense. It's contaminating the... <laughs> I feel like we've gone on a massive tangent there. I don't know. Yes. We were oh about no! I was. Oh, general, you know. Let, let, let me let me finish the story about Captain Cook. Yes, um, Captain do. Cook. He went to um, Tonga, mm-hmm. and in Tonga, uh, when he went back one time, they were really nice to him. Oh, that's they were like, nice. "Hey, it's oh. Captain Cook. We love you, man." <laughs> so you grew on them. Which meant that he then named the islands. The Friendly Islands! Oh, that's lovely. I like it when places are named like, found, specifically after what they are. He found Mench Island. And really? And he loved it. <laughs> he was just, wicked. He was like, it's like, now I'm going to go on a hike up Cute Mountain. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's weirdly patronising and Aww. colonial. Yeah. But, uh, but the funny thing is, is that apparently um, the reason that uh, they uh, were being friendly to him, there's several uh, theories. One of the most popular is that they were going to kill and eat him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which you can take that with a pinch of uh, white guy bullshit. Yeah. Um, but um, they were definitely thinking of raiding his ship, the Resolute. Um, it doesn't uh, make any sense though, does it? Because it's like, we don't, we're not especially friendly to animals and stuff. No. And we want to eat when we want to eat yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I think also, I think there was something about they were, they were in a civil war or something and they were starving or whatever. And so they were just yeah. like, let's kill these guys and take their stuff. Yeah. Maybe eat them as well. But um, so that was why they were being friendly to them. And the only reason mm-hmm. they didn't was because they couldn't decide whether to attack at day or night. Oh. And the chiefs couldn't decide, uh, leading to one snarky historian saying, too many cooks spoil the broth, because oh. his name's Cook. What's his um, name? What's this historian's I name? I don't know. I don't want to give I him a platform. I want to write a horrible letter. I do not want to give him a platform. <laughs> um, I think he's long dead. It might have been like an 18th century. Oh, okay. Um, but um, the, the, I'm, I'm getting, this, this is a really big tangent, but the word taboo was coined by Captain Cook mm. because every time he went to touch something that was forbidden in their culture like a, like a type of food or go into a certain you know place like a, under a tree or a rock mm-hmm. they would go oh taboo taboo oh, okay. and taboo uh, I think it's spelled T-A-P-U and uh, uh, and that's the word that they use I think in Fiji they say uh, taboo T-A-B-U oh it's taboo like... Ta- taboo but it's pronounced taboo yeah taboo um, in Maori it's taboo as well and in Hawaiian it's kapu oh 
Okay. Um, so basically, he would then he would then took that back home as in like, oh, apparently oh, taboo over there. Like, oh. <laughs> Every time I went to touch that, so it basically means I like this. It basically means that the English translation of taboo is dude. Don't touch that thing. I told yeah. you not to touch that thing. No, you can't touch my headdress. Dude, you can't just touch my headdress. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. You know what I mean? It's funny, isn't it? How sim- like, it's very simplistic, but that is essentially what it means, isn't it? It's totally. like in our society, this is just something that we don't particularly like yeah. you doing. And sometimes I guess it has the actual practical reasons behind it. Hmm. But a lot of the time it's more just because like, oh, this is a bit... We're not really comfortable with this yeah. sort of thing. But also, I like the idea that when you, the, the word sacred, because it's basically saying that um, we think that this is, it, we don't want to touch this because it's good. Mm. Whereas now we associate it with don't touch that because it's bad. Yeah. It's oh, bad right. to touch that. Don't go near that. That's bad. Yeah. Um, whereas it used to be that's, we were elevating it by saying don't oh, touch it. Oh, that's interesting. So it's interesting how that has gone from a positive to a negative in history. Well, that makes me feel better about my own sort of situation. Totally, right? totally, like, yeah. yeah totally. The reason why I can't get a date is because <laughs> I, because uh, <laughs> I'm elevated <laughs> in the culture. <laughs> Too hard to touch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there's plenty of different ways we can go with this. Uh, oh, there's se- several other things in Polynesian culture that you can't do. It's taboo to touch the shadow of the chief. Oh, really? That's interesting. You can't touch the shadow. A huge amount of taboo stuff is like really stupid in history. <laughs> like, as in, like, there's. I think there's. You can't touch the. You can't touch the chief's. Uh, shadow. But is it you can't touch the shadow or your shadow can't touch the shadow? In, uh, as in like, as in like, don't cross the streams. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like sure. it's, or I think it's like the chief is just like, I love the idea that the only person enforcing this is the chief. Yeah. He's just that, mad are you in my, are you in my, <laughs> maybe that's where the term being in someone's shadow is from. Maybe. Because it's like the chief, you're in mm. the chief shadow. That could yeah, be it. Could be. Um, in Indonesian culture, you, you can't have your head taller than an elder. Like width, like so, the width of yeah, your head. Yeah, if Ryan Dalton was there, he'd have to stoop. <laughs> <laughs> right. If Joe Hobbs was there, they would either worship him as a god. Or, yeah, definitely. <laughs> or they would, uh, uh, yeah, send him packing. Um, I think there's another one. Jehovah's Witnesses, they can't have, quote, blood products, unquote. What does that mean? Like trans- blood Oh, blood trans. I thought you meant like black pudding. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Please choose from our arrangement yeah. of assorted blood products. <laughs> it's tasty. I love black pudding. Do you like black pudding? I'm a vegetarian. Oh shit! But I, I, it's one of those things that I regret not having tried before. You know. Well, this is interesting. The plunge. Well, because now eating meat is kind of a taboo. Yeah, I actually wrote it down because I was going to talk about that. Because yeah, like food is a big, can be a big taboo, can't it? Because yeah, I'm a vegetarian, so I guess even subconsciously, I regards certain things as taboo. Well, it's like uh, if you're uh, Jewish or Muslim, yeah, you know, pork. It's like it's like it's just a meat that you can't mm. eat, you know. Yeah, it's taboo. It's against the custom. Although I suppose in my case, it's like a, a choice. Like I'm making a choice. I no one. There's no sort of like higher power or anything like that that's prompting me to do it. Mm. But I think for vegetarians, because they become vegetarians, the idea of eating meat then becomes the taboo. Yeah, and then amongst themselves, they kind of. What I'm saying is that they're, they're, <laughs> they've created their own religion, which has gone mad. Right. So, but but. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my, my my official view on all kind of religion is the moment anybody thinks they know the answer to everything, mm. you gotta start edging away from that person. Like yeah, anyone who has the answer, yeah, think, like this is the rule. And that's why I started edging away from atheism. To be yeah. honest with you, just Completely. purely because of that, because I started getting really fed up with it. Like I still relate to that as a kind of not an identity, but as a sort of belief 
structure or lack of. Yeah. But but yeah, everyone who is a public atheist is an absolute piece of shit <laughs> yes. and irritates yes. the hell out of me. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'd rather people just sit up and go say exactly what you said. Just like I don't know what's going on. Mm. Here's our best attempt to explain what's going on. Yeah. But at the same time, the well, Big Bang isn't very <laughs> much of a convincing argument to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like, hey, what do you think happened at the beginning? You're a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think happened? Bang! Yeah, just big, big old bang! Just bang, man! And bang! From nothing. Here's 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 my essay. <laughs> that that. might drop that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I think I completely agree because I think my idea of uh, liberalism because I think of myself as very liberal, mm-hmm. but I think a true liberal is someone who is often annoyed by other liberals. Yeah, yeah, That's it's hard not to. True, be, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. liberals are fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, we're all really annoying. Like I, I feel like I'm. I know I'm annoyed by any group that I'm kind of in. To be honest with you, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I feel like I might be a very negative person, but I have this tendency to always try and put myself outside of whatever group I am in. So that like, if it's vegetarianism, like I, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a vegetarian, but I'm not one of those vegetarians. Mm. You know, I'm and like you're not a, vegan. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You know? <laughs> I'll put my dad through enough. You know, I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> but no, but even that, like, I, I would like to go vegan but it's not a practical thing for me right now but but even, but what i mean is any kind of attempt to kind of create a community i tend to sort of like kick right. out against it well i guess it's it's all new new tribalism isn't it mm. it's like a reformed it's all very polarized right now isn't it? it's us yeah. versus them and now to the point where right wing people are saying that it's taboo that their views are taboo yeah and it's like well i mean they, i mean like bigotry is definitely um, mm. a taboo but but yeah. kind of rightfully so because it shouldn't be <sighs> It's so funny because we get so hung up on the labels, but it's whatever you call it, whether you call it right wing or centrist or whatever you call it, mm. if you're being a dick, you're being a dick, aren't you? And most yeah. people can just see through it and they can kind of, you should be judged by what you're saying, not kind of how you. Mm. Well, also, you, you should be allowed to say it so that we know who the fuck you are. Yeah, like, definitely. There's a really good argument to be said that people should be allowed to be or feel allowed to mm. say bigoted things. Because if everyone, if there's a rule book of what to say so that you'll, you'll get by in society. It's like mm. society does not put up with this, 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 and this. Yeah. Which basically means there's a, uh, a cheat, a cheat list for mm. how to get by in society. Yeah. Which means that there could be uh, unknown swaths of, of secret races. Oh, and I'm sure there are. Like, I'm mm. sure there are. I think, I think being quiet about something is kind of the worst way to be about it. Like if you've got an opinion and it's, you know, for lack of a better word, wrong. <laughs> uh, like sunlight, they, what do they say? It's like a phrase, isn't it? Like sunlight is the best something or other. That's, mm, <laughs> you know mm, what I mean? Bad ideas are best the exposed best revealer, to. revealer, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. If you say it, people can call you out on it and then you can learn from it as opposed to keeping it secret and mm. dwelling on it. Have you ever heard uh, the phrase under the lamppost? Mm, I've heard of lampposts. It, 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 it does say, it does sound like a... Like <laughs> it doesn't a, sound like a, much of a phrase. It does sound like a place where people in Narnia go to kiss yeah. after school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, it's not really a phrase, is it? It's just it like is. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a scientific phrase under the lamppost thinking. Um, oh, okay. It's um. It's I thought pre- it's just like something yeah. that you say, like, oh, no, well, we- you know what they say under the lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> Please oh, feel free to, to to tell me honestly if I'm talking shit. Um, no, but- no, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Under the lamppost, you're thinking, is it remind me of what you said about uh, light being the best, mm. the sunlight being the best revealer or the best, you know. If you imagine the world as like this dark shadow, the universe as a dark shadow, and we have this one lamppost, um, and it's shining this little bit of light on the ground. The little mm. bit of light on the ground is all that we can see. Yeah. And But the truth is in the dark. Yes. But 
you can't then make up what's in the dark. Mm. So all you've got is what's under the lamppost. So the idea being that uh, everything that we know for a fact we should cleave to mm-hmm. because it's the only thing we can be sure of. Yeah. But doesn't necessarily mean it's true. It just means it's the closest thing to being true. Yeah. And not to get too wanky about it, but but Please. everything is subjective, <laughs> isn't it? Like, yeah. e- even though even though something is true... The definition of what truth is, it changes and changes and shifts. And in 50 years time, we're going to look back on it and be like, oh, that wasn't even right. It wasn't even close. Even things like the theory of relativity are like, mm. they're not, it's not set in stone. Mm. And they've proved that like there are things that yeah. they could never have known back then. So mm. yeah, just about being open to the fact that things are going to change. Mm. I mean, I went through like the whole atheist phase, like when I was about 15. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, God sucks. <laughs> Jesus was not around. Deal with it, yeah, dad. I mean, God. <laughs> not going to church this week. <laughs> no, I'm going to go to church on Thursday. Because <laughs> like, nothing means anything, yeah. dad. I'll go and it's shut. <laughs> That's what a real Christian would do. <laughs> You had your atheist phase. Yeah, yeah, I had that phase. I read all the books, not all of them, but I read a lot of them. I read the Hitchens and the Dawkins and all mm. that. And I was like reading it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hitch, yeah, yeah. go on, mate. yeah, go on. But, but <laughs> get him, son. And I, you know, and I'm, I still, I still saw women that. aren't funny, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. It's very disappointing, isn't it? That video. He wrote like article after article mm. about it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to defend okay, him because yeah. <laughs> no, but like this, this is what I mean about liberalism. You know what I mean? It's completely fine for there to be some. I mean, everyone's right about something and wrong about mm. something. It's yeah, yeah. And some people are wrong about a lot of things, and some people are right about most things. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just trying think, to cover all bases. Where here. do you think you are in the mix? <laughs> I'm just yeah. Uh, I I don't really again. I don't really know much. Like, I feel so stupid all the time. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've this. I just feel so dumb constantly. Really? Yeah. I just started a new job recently. Um, and I just feel like I'm at school all the time. You know, when you just, I don't know if you ever had this feeling when you're at school, but I did all the time where I just felt mm. like I couldn't, I just couldn't grasp onto stuff. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, whether it was maths or just like fractions or, so, I know that is a subset of maths, but <laughs> <laughs> it made such an impact on me that it's, it's been segregated in my mind. Um, Which is funny because that's what fractions are. Oh! <laughs> what? What? That was the... How much of maths is fractions? <laughs> You've gone 20%. too meta. You've gone too meta. <laughs> Two fifths. But I used to get a lot of anxiety before going into maths at school because I knew like oh no we're doing fractions today I can't grasp it and I feel like that even now like I, I, it takes me a really long time to grasp onto like new ideas and stuff like that mm. so the job that I do now is I work for a high street um opticians mm. and there's a lot of things to learn about optics and all this kind of stuff and I do feel like I'm at school again because it's like completely overwhelming mm. but I, I mean, don't know if other people feel like that I think I everyone do. feels oh, like okay. that even Good. the people who in fact I'd say if anyone out there sells themselves as being a pseudo intellectual yeah like my bro- my twin brother knows that if if he wants to hurt my feelings mm. he just calls me stupid because oh, it's right. the thing that i think and not because i'm like i'm not stupid don't call me stupid it's because yeah. i think i am yeah so it's like that really i hurts. think you are as well, well thank you that's thanks jen that means a lot it means, it means i'm not crazy <laughs> um but uh yeah no, I, I think that's everyone's fear that's a taboo in itself uh, let's get back to taboo. I think yeah. um, let's uh, let's. I mean, you've got some things written down. I've got some things written down. Do you want to go through your list of things? I can. I can certainly start off. I, I wrote we, down food. We, we we could play a game called "Is it taboo or get the fuck over it?" Okay, let's play a game. Then. <laughs> is it taboo or get the fuck over? Because I have a full list of some really nasty stuff. Oh, nice. Most of it okay. is taboo, but some of it. Is. All right, go on. You hit me off on then. All right. Okay. Abortion. Uh, it's taboo. 
It is taboo. Well, it's regarded as a taboo, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's definitely regarded as yeah. a taboo, but it shouldn't be. No, I don't think so. But <laughs> wouldn't it be really awkward if I just came out and was like, "Yeah, it should." <laughs> well, no, but like this is a safe space. You can you can say whatever you want. Here. No, no, no. I just we might have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but, um... No, I just I just think in certain societies that even you don't have to go, have, have to go far afield to see that it's regarded as a taboo, like in yeah. the southern states of America yeah, or yeah, anywhere yeah. where the law hasn't changed yeah. in Ireland, like all of that stuff it is regarded as taboo. Still, but, uh, I got a feeling this isn't going to be the most light-hearted quiz, is it? <laughs> maybe maybe I should maybe we should stop the quiz. I feel like because uh, because you know, but like it. it Things like, um, uh, obviously, uh, paedophilia is a, is a, is a, is a incredibly bad. Um, but then also that has changed over time. I didn't think as you well. were going to take that angle on it. To be honest, no, 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 no. Bad. But, uh, I, 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 no, I think we, we, we're going to talk about all of them. I think just because I, I just because this is the taboo episode. So oh no, die. I meant I didn't. I didn't think you were going to take the angle that paedophilia is bad. I thought you were going to go for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, see again, again, this is interesting because there's um, something called ephobophilia. Ephobophilia. Which um, was uh, when people were attracted to uh, mid to late adolescents. So that's fifteen to nineteen year olds. So that's like, I don't think they should get. They shouldn't be allowed their own. That's your ancient Greeks and shit. You know they shouldn't be allowed their own. But that category. but that was quote unquote fine for like centuries, and then it slowly got added to the list of being uh, pedophilic, which of course it is, and it's not cool. It's kind of scary when you look back over history of just how many things were very normalized back in the day. But it's scary to look at how how much of it's normalized right now. Like 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 yeah. you said, we're at like a turning point well that's what people say and and we are but it's like this stuff is like still kind of happening yeah and it's like always happening it's interesting with with the kind of the greek angle on it because we've taken so much from them like in terms of the philosophy Mm. and like the the way that um schools are set up and everything like that Mm. but we've like left like as a society like very much left that one little thing to the side and i'm sure like other things as well and it's probably for the best (laughs) it's a hard probably um But yeah, so it's, we are selective and we, we know what taboo is and we know what's good and what's bad, I think, for well, the most I, part. I think that's another reason why uh, I'm not very religious because uh, there was used to be that argument that like morality comes from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, morality doesn't come from the Bible because if morality did come from the Bible we wouldn't know what parts of the Bible to ignore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, like, the whole, like, killing your daughter because she sows seeds in the wrong, mm. you know... Or, oh, like, I do yeah, think that's okay. Working on the... Ca- <laughs> Controversial, guys. <laughs> yeah. Jen Ives is pro. When you're making cress. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, yeah, but but I think I think there is obviously a, an inherent morality out mm. there that we sl- that we as society slowly kind of come together and we're slowly working on over life. Like I think that we should never feel like we're done. There's this feeling of like, here are the rules. Here's what you can't say. You can't you know debate. We can't talk about it. And it's kind of like, well, imagine if we'd said that in like 1950. Mm. Like, oh, we we fix it all. It's all done. Again, to drive the to drive it into a non-comedy place. Okay. I, I don't know why I keep doing this. Um, I think I'm just really excited to talk about such no, dark you, subject. No, you do it. Go for it. Um, I was thinking about um, the kind of Me Too movement and stuff with regards to this word because in all the lists, I, I, I went on the internet and I looked at a bunch of different lists of like things that are considered taboo. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, sexual assault was not on any of the lists. Right. Which is weird. Like, you've got, like, uh, murder, you've got infant side, you've got killing your parents, which is apparently a big deal. It's like, yeah. well, if your parents are the Borgias, like, well, it's no different from killing anybody else. Um, <laughs> deal with it, Dad. Deal Stab. It, Dad. <laughs> but, like, so they've got all these things that are really bad, but then they don't have just, like, standard sexual assault. And I, what I kind of thought about, I think that's more of a sign that for the longest time, 
talking about it was the taboo, not mm. doing it. Yeah, that could that could be it. That it's um, more taboo to admit to being a victim of it mm. than to actually that that they told so there's this there was this institutionalized kind of non. Everyone was just like, oh, it's just like, you know. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think yeah. that's interesting where, where suddenly you have a taboo in society, but the taboo is actually not the thing itself. It's more just like people people talking about it. Well, another thing is I think the word taboo is often regarded as something that other people do. And when we look at our own situation, like whatever country we live in, in the West or whatever, we, we, we have this outward looking thing. So like when mm. we talk about taboo, it's like, oh yeah, we're talking about things that other cultures do. And actually that specific one is something that's mu- like, it's very, very prevalent in our culture. Mm. And um, I think, I don't think a lot of those internet lists and stuff are really looking inwards much. I think only yeah. now recently people are really like looking at what's going on mm. properly. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's all about, um, that's a great phrase actually, is uh, breaking the taboo. Mm. That's a great thing. It's like it's like you break a taboo. Yeah, talking about things is is often a massive taboo, isn't it? Just in general, like people in our cultures, we we don't have we're not good at talking about stuff a mm. lot of the time. Whether whether it is what you just mentioned, or whether it's you know your sexuality, or or anything, or, or grief, or any of those things, they're all they're all still massive taboos mm. that that mm. we feel like we're getting over them. But like for example, grief and and death and the way we deal with that, still massive taboo over here. We're yeah. still we're very like we don't approach it properly and we don't confront it death. in a way that other cultures do why, uh, what's your relationship to that why, why about death um just the way that we, we we like make it a pageant don't we and and we, right. and we don't we, we we try to make it sort of like like funerals and grief and the way we approach it is very like false and not right so not we mean almost like oh they're in a better place and it's like the taboo thing to be say is no they're gone forever like like admitting the the um, the, 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 the <laughs> The, the the finality of it? No, not so much that. I, I think I'm just thinking more about the way that we approach dealing with it and, and mm. the way that we have like a stiff upper lip mentality when it comes to grief in this country. Mm. And also with funerals, like we try to put like a, a full stop on it. Mm. And that's kind of what a funeral is. It's like, oh, they're dead. And then here's the full stop mm. on the event. And they're all very like artificial. And we've got these rituals that we do that don't really make a lot of sense. Mm. And in other cultures, they I think they have a much healthier viewpoint of death and they let it all hang out and yeah 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 they don't really do that fucking party yeah exactly exactly yeah so like showing like showing grief is very taboo in this country i think yeah i think another thing that's taboo in this country is money money yeah we don't talk about money you know like like an american uh, culture they say how you know how how much you make you know it's like it's not taboo to ask someone about their money Mm. whereas in this country it's like Oh no 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 no! Don't we don't talk about that? You know, yeah, we, it's, it's embarrassing private. to talk about, even if you're doing well or you're not doing well. It's mm. the status thing that's become a kind of a weird taboo. It's funny though because at the beginning we both like just talked about it. Oh yeah, well, that's because we're <laughs> fucking dirt poor. Yeah, exactly. I think. Oh yeah, if you're poor, you definitely you could definitely have a moan about it. Uh, the taboo you? does not apply if you're a warrior poet. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Is that how you identify? Yes, that's how I, I identify as warrior poet. I like it. Thank you. Let's, uh, I might do some some less dark versions cool. of the uh, of the list. Drugs, illegal drugs. Yeah, they're very taboo, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> not so much, actually. I, I, nowadays, they're not really. Like, what are your kind of experiences with drugs and stuff? Are you a drug user? Do you... I have a really old fashioned viewpoint of drugs, mm. which kind of came from my father. Which is that it's kind of like the uh, it's like I'm a vegetarian, but for drugs. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Because I do eat meat, but I obviously don't seem to give a shit about the suffering of animals, yeah. which is a taboo in itself. Right. But in drugs, I just think, oh, you know, people die, criminals, mm. uh, you know, a lot of people die to get me this, get me this privileged guy, this yeah. thing. And I don't like that. And I don't like, also, I, I have people in my life who've done drugs that have t- put me off it. But I have a mm. lot of friends who do it. And I'm kind of like, I'm quite old fashioned about it. I'm like, uh, don't do that. In America, everything's like, like, it's changing again, isn't it? So it's like drugs are becoming fine again. In terms of like legalizing marijuana yeah. and stuff, there's been a big push for that yeah. over the last few years. But now it feels like it, it very much is fine now, mm, isn't mm. it? But when I was growing up as well, there was a big emphasis on like, no, drugs are bad, drugs are bad. Mm. And I've, I've never had like the massive fear of drugs, but mm. I've just noticed that everyone I've ever hung around with growing up who was involved in drugs was just like interminable, like just impossible <laughs> to hang out with. Like, like just the yeah. One, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, it's, and that's what put me off them the most. I mean, mm. I didn't, I didn't understand firstly how they could afford it. Yeah, like, I did not understand that. Like, I, I don't want to sound like oh, I was really poor. I wasn't, but I, I, I just certainly didn't have money for like You're an ale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they just always seemed to have money for it. And I, I, I knew this guy um, who his dad was like a massive like drug user. Mm. And every time I'd go around his house, his dad was just like really weird. Like, and that put me <laughs> off as well. Like, he would just like walk from room to room. He bought his kid and eighth of hash or whatever whatever, wow. whatever uh, measurement they do for hash uh, <laughs> what is it Johnny Depp <laughs> <laughs> and they, yeah exactly and it was in a little like Tupperware box for them it's like there you go that <laughs> <laughs> with his sandwiches and yeah like, oh, sandwiches in your hash that's cute so strange it's, yeah it just was not really a, like comfortable with drug culture and just no. whenever where, I felt like wherever drugs were like violence was as well or just something yeah. dark I, well I completely agree about the interminable thing because I lived with stoners in uni and they were lovely guys we were at film school together and we're, they were lovely guys but we were in the foundation course and they didn't get into the main course mm-hmm. we were all doing foundation course and hoping to get into the main course and the ones who were like big big time pot smokers they just never got shit done right they just didn't do it they just didn't get shit done mm-hmm. so it just put me off I was just like I, I can't do that I mean it looks fun but I just won't do anything. Well, I've lived in Brighton for like five or six years and probably longer. I'm really bad at maths as we covered already. But, um, <laughs> what fraction of your life yeah. was spent? <laughs> exactly. Um, but one of the main things that I noticed when I moved over there was just how normal drug use was around there. Because, mm. you know, I grew up in London. That's where I'm from. And yeah. in London, when you're in primary school, drugs are bad. Mm. But in Brighton, I don't think they have that attitude. They probably do. Yeah. But but it's much more culturally accepted in Brighton. Mm. And the first time I saw like cocaine being done was at a party in Brighton. It was yeah. quite shocking. It was like my friends, people that I knew. I was like, "Why are you doing cocaine? I don't yeah. understand. Isn't that yeah. what you do in the eighties in, in, yeah. in a film?" Yeah, but but then, if I, it's like in a film, it's always then associated with a, a spiraling decline. And usually there was one to be fair. <laughs> it's like alcohol. I used to have a bit because alcohol, obviously, talking about taboos, is completely fine. Everyone, yeah. I, I drink. A lot of people drink, mm. but it's the worst one, and it causes the most heartache and violence and it is it's the disgusting. worst one. Yeah. but it's not taboo um but uh, i have this funny feeling about films the depiction of alcohol in films because mm. every time you see a bottle of jack daniels in a film because you know they spend like so much money they actually have lobbyists who spend money and they, they go into like hollywood studios and they say we want you to put a bottle of jack daniels in this film right that denzel washington's drinking it like in man on fire denzel washington this is actually the plot of man on fire denzel washington <laughs> spends the first 20 minutes of that film suicidal Right. right, and he sits there night after night. He's an ex hit man, 
And he, every night he cycles a weapon so that the bullet flips out of the top of the gun and then lands in his open palm. He then loads it back into the gun and then does it again while drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels. And that's the first 20 minutes. And the first 20 minutes. And it ends with him eventually putting the gun to his head, pulling the trigger, and then it doesn't fire. Okay. And then he calls his friend, Christopher Walken, and says, have you ever had a, a bullet not fire in the chamber? And, mm-hmm. and he goes, ah, oh, you're talking about a, a bad primer. You know what I mean? Like, t- t- <laughs> and apparently it's like something that only really ever happens like one in a billion bullets. Okay. Where the primer wasn't right. Right. And that's where I wanted like a sexy woman to pick up the bottle of Jack Daniels and turn to the camera and say, Jack Daniels, for when only a miracle will save you. <laughs> Oh right! <laughs> it's just like like every like that's your advert for mm. Jack Daniels. A lot of movies are just adverts for things, aren't they? It's really interesting what you're saying about alcohol being a fully accepted thing in mm. our culture because it is, isn't it? Like it is perfectly fine. And again, like I was saying about drugs, alcohol is one of those things that I drink. But mm. I, recently, I try not to really drink at all unless mm. like, I have to in a social yeah. situation. But even then, I feel kind of pressured to do it yeah. because. It's so not taboo. It's just like fine. I tell you something that is is it's taboo. almost taboo to be teetotal. Yeah, definitely. It mm. definitely is actually. Recently, I I was out and um I was just I just didn't have a drink. I just didn't have one. I was just having some water because I always just drink water usually like at gigs and stuff. Mm. And someone said to me, "Oh, how long have you been teetotal for?" <laughs> you were like twenty like, minutes. I'm, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but they just assumed that I was because I wasn't having a drink. Yeah. It's so strange, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say too. What is taboo as well? Uh, Having gone to film school. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, I went to film school. We're, 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 you're part of a proud lineage of comedians who've been to film school. But I can't... When people ask me what I did at university, I feel so embarrassed to tell them. <laughs> I really do. And I, I have to, like... I have to, like, put... At the beginning, I have to go, oh, I didn't do a real course. I, I did a... I did it's like this. Saying you went to film school is like saying, oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was exceptional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you have a good time at film school? I did. I met some all my best friends. Yeah, I but that's there. what I always say. That's my justification. Oh, well. you bastard! Yeah. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> I say like, oh, I met really great. I had a great time. Met loads of nice people there. I didn't but, learn anything. But, but but I I have this I have this hope that it will my life will dovetail back because I think if I become a good enough comedian, everyone wants comedians to generate their own content. So if I was stu- mm. if I if I ever like you know ten years from now found myself in a room. Where someone was like, "Hey, do you want to do a sitcom? Like, we got any ideas?" I'd be like, "Yeah, not only have I got ideas, like, I'll film it. I know how to film it. I know how I would shoot it. Like, I would be a single camera thing, and it would be have be a genre piece. Like, Mm -hmm. I have that skill. I know I can do it. But yeah, no, it is embarrassing because it shouldn't. We all thought that we were going to be auteurs, didn't we? I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I was thinking. Did you specialize as a director or writer? I, I did the directing. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. See, it's terrible because basically, I don't know if anyone, if anyone listening hasn't hasn't been to film school. Being a director means having no skills. Yeah. No employable skills. But full control. <laughs> it's like, so what did you learn in university? I, I, I told people what I wanted it to look like. Exactly. <laughs> it's like all the guys who did cinematography and sound and editing always had jobs. They all they're always employed because. They, they have a skill. See, I had that thing where, because it's a three-year course, I got to about the second year and I realised, oh no, like, I don't want this. Mm. And I've just got, I was too proud to, like, mm. leave. So really? Just, yeah, so I just did, I just did so it. So you actually realised while you were doing it that <laughs> yeah. you, oh god. It was stressful though at uni, to be honest. Like, it was the only thing that was sort of keeping me sane, mm. I think, so. That's but good. yeah, no, but like you said, um, I did get some stuff out of it. Like, I do have transferable skills, I suppose. Mm. I can I can make a mean YouTube video Yay! on my own. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. I feel like we just missed the boat, really, because as soon as I came out of uni, 
the internet blew up in a big way yeah, and YouTube and everything. Yeah, and everyone probably. knows how to make films now. Everyone does. Yeah, they People... make them on their phones with yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Just like they're already like directing, yeah, little mini masterpieces. But they get it as well, though. They understand it too. It's not just like they're just using their phone. A lot of a lot of people are like really media savvy now, and they know how to work camera. Mm. Yeah. And I had to like pay God knows how much to learn oh, how to use a camera. Oh no! I, I barely learned how to use a camera. It was just the, the teaching at my uh, university wasn't that great. I think that's another thing that's quite taboo. Actually, is not realizing your potential is not doing the thing that you say you were going to do. Like, that's taboo. Like, you say you're embarrassed if somebody asks you what you did at university because you haven't... You don't feel like you've been able to back up Mm. what you decided you were going to do. Yeah, I made a bad choice, which is a bit of a taboo, I guess. Or at least, like, at least owning up to that. Mm. I made a lot of bad choices. Um, I'm trying to be honest about them in that way. Like, Mm. yeah, like, I feel like I fucked up that opportunity. And uh, I would definitely like to go back and do it all again, but you can't. What so. would you do instead? What What would I do instead? Yeah. Oh, if, if if I could, again, it's, it's annoying because it's not a useful one again. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I would do philosophy probably. Like, that's what I really right. like. I realised that a couple of years ago, oh, this is what I find interesting. But I didn't really know what it was hmm. until then. Yeah. If, 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 if it's any consolation, I think a film degree is the only thing that's more useless than a philosophy degree. <laughs> I know, I didn't say it was useful. <laughs> no, but that would be super cool. That would be great. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you read a lot of philosophy now and stuff? Yeah, I try to. I, cool. I try to read little bits of it. Like, I don't. I did that thing where, because I didn't really know much about it going in, I've, I've, read, I've read it all in the wrong order. Right. So Is like, there an order that you have to read yeah, it? Yeah, like you can't, kinda, then... Oh, don't start John with Stuart Mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to start with the, cla- the classics, don't you? You have to start with, like, Socrates. I don't read them, but I have a friend right. who reads them, yeah. and he gives me, like, the cliff notes, so... The problem with it, it's an impossible subject to talk about without sounding, like, really pretentious. Like, you can't not sound yeah. pretentious talking about philosophy. No. Um, so I'm just not going to. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about it. Like, oh, like, no, you can't. No, but, no, but I mean, like, uh, I was going to say, actually, because this actually links quite nicely into Taboo. Yeah, Because uh, the, the philosophy that... No, no, the <laughs> philosophy that I um, uh, connected the most with that my friend, my friend Pete Mitrovich, who I will definitely get on the podcast because he's super cool, um, he would talk about um, John Stuart Mill. Mm-hmm. And John Stuart Mill, obviously, is one of the guys who's uh, like key to, like, the, the Enlightenment. Yeah. Uh, around, I think it's around the... the American Revolution time, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Well, he he did the On Liberty, which I have read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And, and that's my favourite because I think that links into how I feel, especially about the the horrible, super dark, nasty list, mm. um, where he says that liberty means everyone should be able to do whatever they want to do unless they're hurting somebody else. Yeah. And that's it. You should only intervene to save somebody else. Mm. And I think that's kind of where a lot of taboo. Like it should be okay. You should be like you should be able to kind of do whatever you want. But the moment you're removing somebody else's liberty, that's where that's where the line needs to be drawn. Yeah, and I'm sure someone a lot smarter than me would be able to sort of pick that apart and be like, oh, here's an example where that doesn't work. Mm. But I think for the most part, that is a pretty good outlook, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like if you think about okay, if you talk about the taboos in like sex, and we live in a very sex positive time, mm-hmm. you know, there's a uh, BDSM is completely fine. As long as everyone's all a consenting adult, in fact, sure. That all sex should just be. I my particular feeling about sex and taboo. I'm not a particularly kinky person, but I like kink. Mm. I've, I'm kind of a fan of kink, but yeah. not a practitioner. You're, you're shouting from the sidelines. Yeah, I'm like, go, kink. go, girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, because I, here's what it is that I find. It's interesting that other people like stuff and mm-hmm. why they like it. Yeah. It's kind of a philosophy, kind of psychology slash philosophy. Mm-hmm. I, I find it very interesting 
and I, I'm very anti-shame in every respect. I think right. that um, the idea of shaming somebody for what they like is is a medieval idea and has yes. been responsible for so much pain in the world. And yeah, I'm, I'm, totally. And, like, I'm sure that you've experienced... Like, when you grew up, you know, being transsexual, it wasn't... Yeah. You felt like it wasn't a normal thing, and it's like that we should not live in a world where yeah. anyone feels like that. I, As I say, I'm not very kinky, but I do sometimes like to kind of do a little like fact-finding mission mm-hmm. into into King because I find right. that really interesting. I Was find, that like a Wikipedia deep dive? Or... Maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit like or talking to my friends who are kinky, mm-hmm. or or even even pornography. Like even just like going like I'll, I'll sometimes I'll I'll look at something not because. I'm into it, but because I'm interested in the people doing it. Look, if that's Does the that excuse that you... If that's, if, yeah. that's what you, if that's how you want to say it, that's fine. Well, no, but it's funny. It's funny because it's like, it's like um, you know what it... Uh, all right, now I feel like I'm embarrassing myself. But... <laughs> it's just research. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it by copying you. Um, <laughs> but no, like... Um, Okay, so one of the things is uh, incest. That's mm. on the list, right? Now, I think as a filmmaker, you'll probably understand this as well because I think the I'm ca- not a filmmaker. It seems that <laughs> neither am I. Neither am I. You love. give me so much to credit of, of a title there. As a filmmaker, I just want to feel like I'm a contemporary. <laughs> God. Um, but no, like um, I, I always find it funny. Apparently, incest is like such a big deal in like Europe that mm. like every. T- I remember when back when I was more serious about film. Every time like the Cannes Film Festival came around, it was like we have a film about uh, a, 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 a you know a family. We have a film about politics. Obviously, the incest film. It's like every one. there was always one. It was yeah. almost the point where I think like they should have a an incest category, best incest film <laughs> at Pat the Cannes Film Festival. Is and, that always yeah. like a French film? It's usually like a yeah, yeah. some kind of European film. Um, and then in, in America, obviously now it's become essentially kind of the foundation of most American pornography. Oh, is, is kind of step people mm. and like that's like milf porn and stuff like that. And it's all become that, and it's like it's actually like. Apparently, the stand almost the gold standard for American uh, perversion, which I think maybe has roots in the nuclear family. I guess. I don't, well, that's an interesting viewpoint. So it's always it's like, from what I understand, it's like two actors, isn't it, who aren't related, yeah. pretending to be loosely related, and they've and they've cast people with similar hair or something yeah. like that to make it seem like they're related, yeah. but they're not. That's weird, isn't it? I don't know if I, I mean I've I've looked before at um, what the most popular forms of pornography are in America, only just out of self interest, based on the fact that. Well, please, please, because I'm looking like a freak right now, and I need you to, to balance, <laughs> no, that's the, right. balance the balance the. But again, it's, it's, scale, it's so. but this is more just to do with like again being transsexual because I just find that really interesting. Like that transsexualism is is on at least on this list that I looked at, it was very high. It was like, I think it was in America or it might have been somewhere else, but I think it was America. It was like, mm. it, was, it was actually a really popular type of pornography. It was like really high up on the list. Mm. Got like millions and millions of searches. Mm. And yet in society, it's not reflected because it's mm. like considered still really, really, really taboo. Yeah. But say like, but that's what I mean about it as, as a thing is, is it's, it's held sometimes like hand in hand with like, oh yeah, incest and this, and mm. then this as well, which, which, I think that's the problem is like with transsexualism, it's like it's thought of a lot through the lens of pornography. Yeah. Like it's been something that's been really hard to shake off yeah. over the years is about porn. Or like Bangkok. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's, yeah. it's all associated with like a kind of a, a holiday in perversion. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like, a that's why, like, like, I've, weird I've really habit struggled as with. As opposed to a lifestyle, as opposed to a, who you are. Yeah. 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 I suppose so. Like, I always struggle with the lady voice kind of thing, to mm. be honest with you, because yeah. it's, it's, on the one hand, like, there's that idea of, like, oh, it's really, like, progressive in a sense because, like, everyone loves it. And mm. 
but they're not but also it's it's a weird thing because it's like oh yeah we're gonna get drunk and go out and like look at these <laughs> creatures you know like that's, that's i can't help but but by feel the way that. we're all sailors in the in the 40s <laughs> <laughs> is that what sailors in the forties? No, I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying to imagine. We're all characters from Mad Men, but when we get a little drunk, we secretly yeah. become who we really are <laughs> yeah. on the inside. No, I mean the people who go and watch. Like, no, sure, so, yeah, not the lady yeah, boys. Yeah, no, not the lady boys. <laughs> they're, not, they're not sailors. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that is funny because it's like, especially with stuff like RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. That's uh, you know recently, uh, I only just started watching that because my sister loves it, mm-hmm. and that taught me a huge amount of. Of of my feeling of masculinity and femininity, like yeah. uh, I think I think um, they talk about it on the guilty feminist. They say like it was the, somebody did a bit where they said I can't remember who it was. It might have been Sarah Pascoe or something. Said like my idea of what a woman is. It turns out because I she always thought that she was bad at being a woman. Mm-hmm. She was bad at being feminine. And then, then it turns out that like femininity and masculinity are kind of just things that anyone can be. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, it's, but the things should, they still should exist as concepts. It's not I like, think so. it's not one of those things where we need to flatten everybody out until nobody is, we're all the mm. same and nobody's different. As in like, it's okay for masculinity to exist, but it's also okay to be a man who isn't very masculine. Yeah, definitely. I think it's because the majority of people do actually fit very neatly into their box, like into the category. And because mm. that's the majority, that's what's, accepted and then everything else becomes taboo because it's because it's not the norm but that's why the dichotomies do need to exist because Mm. they are the majority and that is what's representative but but yeah that does that shouldn't that i don't see why logically that should sort of put a dampen on other people's Mm. feelings and identities like i struggle with that as well like i struggle with i mean this is a bit of a mind fuck but like i struggle with the idea of like being a good transsexual as well it's like Mm. it's not for years it's like you worry about like oh am i being um feminine enough or this or that but actually like even just within the whole kind of you're a transsexual there's an expectation with that as well mm, yeah. Do you know what i mean like like the way i'm dressed now is how i feel comfortable yeah but it's not particularly feminine really what there's what's wrong with that like, it's like that's like saying a woman can't be a tomboy or like a, you know what i mean or a woman can't be exactly indie yes. or have like a kind you know what i mean like, it's like who are you telling somebody how they should be fucking dressed but i'll tell you who it is who like this is the thing like when when you do so this is what it is there's like this constant um butting of ideas like head butting of what was the term is that the right term uh butting head butting of ideas <laughs> i'm gonna go it for sounds that like one. a great sport yeah that one <laughs> <laughs> but it but it's like so like you have the one side that's kind of like there's more than two sides, but just to simplify, you have the one side that's very much about non-binary free expression, and then you mm. have the other side that's very much about like, oh no, but this is the path to doing what you're doing, which mm. is going through a gender clinic and having to prove yourself to a doctor mm. and having to be like, there is an expectation there, like you should dress this way, mm. you should act this way, you should be this way, you should talk this way. Um, that's really so yeah, strange, though. Yeah, it I is. Really I find weird. that really weird. It's really, it's really outdated. Are you um, saying so? Where's that coming from? Where's that voice? Where, where, who, who says that? so it's not so it's never it's not so much explicitly stated like that but when so if you so i can only look at things through my own personal lens i don't know how things are going now but Mm. when i was growing up like this was the way you did it i referred myself to the gender identity clinic Mm -hmm. which is in charing cross and then you go and you meet a doctor and you talk about how you're feeling and you have to see a psychologist for like 20 weeks Mm. you have to it's very intense and you can't help but feel like you're being tested. Mm. I mean, you have to do something called the real life test. Like actually. a citizenship test. It is like a citizenship wow. test. It is kind of like that. That's really You weird. have to live authentically as quote unquote a woman 
or whatever it is that yeah. you're doing. I think it's a lot more open now than it was when I was doing it. But you have to kind of, you have to go through this bullshit. And then once you get what you essentially wanted, which is like mm. tablets or whatever it is that you were looking mm. for, then mm. you're kind of free. But up until that point, like you, you have to kind of jump through these hoops. Mm. And that can, I think, I do think that like can psychologically confuse you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is anybody out there, have you ever had to take a test <laughs> to prove who you actually are on the inside? Like I've never had to take it. God help me if I ever have to take a manliness test. I mean, that's what it's called. It's called the real, <laughs> the real life test. And what that, in, and, and this is where it comes from. The real life test? The real life test. Yeah. That's what they call it. It sounds like, like a mid nineties uh, reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a really good reality TV show. They should, they should look into that. <laughs> the real but, life test. But, but what they expect of you is not, they expect you to, dress a certain way and they also expect you to like develop certain friendships like oh you know like they see Mm. like it it wouldn't hurt your situation they don't explicitly say but it definitely wouldn't hurt to hurry along your situation if you could prove become part of the community yes exactly if you could be like oh look but i just recently got this job which is considered like Mm. a female job and i'm dressing like this now and i've got a large group of female friends and Mm. it's like that's not real life you know that's 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 bullshit really well that 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 sounds almost tied up with the kind of patriarchal bullshit of like uh all women should all wear dresses and they should all be coy and they should all you know like there's a certain style that everyone should be and it's like if you're a a cis woman Mm. who doesn't adhere to those stereotypes that's it's just as bullshit to tell them that they're out of step than yeah, it would be to yeah. tell you that you were out of step for not because you say that you're quite a private person. Do you, you you don't you don't have you say that you don't like mixing friends. So you're not like you're not necessarily going to be like you know rocking up in the middle of a. Do you go to like the pride parades and stuff? Do you enjoy I don't. That stuff? I you don't, don't enjoy it at all. No. See, this is another thing. Yeah, I, I really don't. Um, I think I have enjoyed it. But I don't, as a rule. Yeah, I find and you, you support it. You're like, you're, you're like, you're like, <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah, no, like, I'm not against it. I don't like loud noises. <laughs> that is one of the things, and it's just, it's just so busy. So yeah. I sound really old. It's like it's just so, so busy. But also, but but here's the other thing. Like, I'm agoraphobic. I don't like crowds. <laughs> but in terms of pride, pride's an interesting concept, isn't it? Especially talking about taboo, because it is very taboo to sort of t- to say that you're not proud of something. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not proud of who I am but I'm kind of my, I'm kind of my identity is kind of defined by that mm. but I'm not you know like I'm sort of it's very hard to for me to be like oh I'm I'm proud of who I am I'm happy of who I am when I'm actively trying to change who I am mm. do you know what I mean there's like yeah, a confusing yeah, yeah, yeah. thing there so I find pride really hard because everyone is so happy mm. and I you know I'm a happier person now yeah. and I probably could enjoy it a little bit more now but certainly over the past couple of years I've been a bit like oh uh, you know, do you feel like you still have ways to go, or do you feel settled oh, in who you are? Now? Oh, definitely have ways to go, but um, definitely getting better. Yeah, yeah you like seem you said, very you know yeah. self possessed. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's reflected in your comedy and how people respond to it. Like, cool. You know. But it wasn't always so. This is the interesting thing. Um, when I first started, I had I felt I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, and I know there are other trans comedians, mm. um, but certainly at the time when I started, I didn't know any. And I felt like, oh, I have to like really be about this. And I also have to like have a, a skewed angle. And I did have a, a skewed angle, but I felt like I was a little bit more aggressive mm. in terms of how I was a little bit more standoffish and how, how I was doing it. And I had this weird reaction from people, like a lot of the time actually from what you would consider the trans community or people on that spectrum, like... Mm. They didn't like it. Have you seen like hate mail and stuff? Not hate mail, but I've had comments and I've I've had people come up to me and say oh, I didn't really like that mm. thing that you said and 
what you did. And and again, like calling back to what we were talking about earlier about offending people or mm. not being allowed to say certain things. Yeah. I've tried to kind of take that on board and look at why I was getting that reaction. And now in hindsight, I realise it's because although I still agree with what I said and find it, I find it funny. I do realise that it's not, I do, I do realise that it's not particularly... Well, I saw a clip of you d- d- um, make fun of... Um... Jermaine Greer? Jermaine! Jermaine oh, Greer. right, yeah. That's quite an old clip. That, that is a very yeah. old clip. But, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 like, I found it really funny. Oh, thanks. <laughs> don't know why. I think it's because I've never forgiven Jermaine Greer for not liking uh, for, on Newsnight Review. This is so stupid. <laughs> this, is the, this is a little peek into the mind of a cisgendered male, by the way. Like, what, um, what did she do? She, she, was, she was on a panel reviewing, um, you know, Friday Night uh, Newsnight Review. Mm-hmm. And it was some cool show popularizing science it was meant to be kind of like cosmos like with um carl sagan but it yeah. was it was all done with lots of cool computer graphics and sam neil stood in the middle of like a new zealand like beach and yeah. they would like there were like lightsaber noises that would come out and create holograms around him. right and she was just like what is, but yeah but what is space like space isn't even really and i was like shut up jermaine Greer. <laughs> that was the straw that brought the camera back to that one, yeah. she had nothing to say about the show she just didn't like it she doesn't like space she's not cool she doesn't get to be in my club well that's the thing about her she's a she's a controversialist isn't she like she she i'm sure she's had i mean i know that she's had some like really important impacts on Hmm. feminist writing and i'm sure she's got a lot of opinions that are really Hmm. useful but at the same time she is does seem to be more interested in riling people up well it's i think it's exactly what you said earlier about uh the theory of relativity it's like she's. I Einstein. did say that, didn't I? You I'm did really, say I'm that. Really smart. She's super smart, guys. She's not stupid at all. Deal with it, Dad. How um, is Jermaine Gray like Einstein? Let's hear this. <laughs> she's got a beautiful mustache. Um, <laughs> but no, but like, as in, like, as in, like, you, you, you literally said that. That like, uh, you know, uh, everyone makes these leaps forward, mm. and uh, they're more right than they were yesterday. And yes. then we just keep adding to that. And I think there's a lot of people. People love doing that. They love kind of finding somebody and knocking them down. Of like, oh, mm. this person who everyone says is great just said something fucked up. Yeah. So now they're, uh, they're you know, it disproves everything they've ever said. And it's like, no, no, it just means that like, you know, they're part of a history, mm. and they were just slowly. I think society is just slowly kind of coming to terms with itself. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> let's say that. <laughs> let's say that. Let's <laughs> let's go through some. More, let's go through more. Oh, here's a good one. Um, in Russia, it's it's taboo apparently. To give an even number of flowers to somebody. Really? Because apparently even number of flowers is for the dead. Oh, okay. Why is that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Some bullshit. <laughs> I'm sure we probably have st- we have stuff like that, don't we? Yeah. You know, like, oh, you know, you, you don't walk under a ladder. Yeah. Because it's bad luck. I I can't walk on... You know when you're on the pavement? Mm-hmm. If a car's passing, I have to be on the grass. Why is that? Because I'm, in, I'm insane. I don't know why. Mm. It's like I, it was a game that I played. It's like The Floor is Lava. Like I played oh, the game right. when I was a kid. Which like is, cracks in the pavement. It was like cracks in the pavement. So yeah. it's like I was walking down the street and um, there would be the grass bits and there would be the driveways. And it, I couldn't be on a driveway while a car was passing. Because mm. oh, okay. I, I would imagine that a laser beam would kill me. All oh, right. It's Pavlovian, uh, isn't it? You get used to yeah. it. Like I, Like when I was at school, we always used to get off the bus and we used to walk to the underpass to get to the school. And there was always this... Um, just a sign, like a road sign that's on the side of the... Mm. But it's, like, got two poles going up. And everyone would walk around it. And if you walked under it, everyone would go, Ah, you've walked under gay man's legs. That's, <laughs> that's what they would say. they go, Ah, you're gay, you've walked under gay man's legs. And uh, recently, when I was in Leicester, uh, me and Billy were walking um, to the gig, to our gig, and uh, 
I made a conscious effort to avert one of those and walk around it. And he was like, why did you do that? I was like, oh, I didn't want to walk under gay man's legs. And it's, it's, it's ingrained in me. How bad is that? It's terrible, isn't it? But that was like 20 years ago and I can't... Yeah. No, it wasn't 20 years ago. I'm not that old. It that was, was, that was question ago. 28 on the real life test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you still you, walking under gay man's legs? Or would you walk under a gay man's legs? It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Never heard that one before. Okay, um, bestiality. Yes. Because <laughs> this is interesting, because this is uh, a uh, a thing that people use to discredit any number of, like, completely normal sexual, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, when uh, whenever people on the right try and knock gay people or trans people, oh, it's right. like, oh, it's a slippery slope to fucking your dog. And it's like, no, it really isn't, mate. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's that whole consent thing, isn't it, yeah. that comes in. It's like, I don't, I don't think any animal can consent to having intercourse with yes. a person I shouldn't have to say I shouldn't have to say this on a no. podcast but, uh, <laughs> it feels like I'm overly defensive that wasn't it, that wasn't what I was asking I was literally yeah, yeah. saying um, let's talk about no, sure, bestiality sure, sure. for a bit but it is absurd that, that, that like, they can make that leap because it always comes down to consent and that's always the main issue it's like if there's if that's not there then it's not a valid argument usually mm. people like I've heard people make that with paedophilia like oh if you know if we're letting people do this soon they'll be marrying children and all yeah, this kind yeah, of stuff yeah, so and again stupid. like yeah marrying dogs it's, it's a cliche but they say it mm. um and yeah it's just it's just completely fucking stupid <laughs> it is stupid yeah. it's, it's, it's just like it's like we, we know when things are wrong you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> if something's wrong usually you know it <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. even the people doing it no, it's wrong. yeah. It's a pretty obvious thing that's wrong. You know, but that's their problem, isn't it? It's because to them, they do feel like it's wrong. Like well, there's something how, intrinsic in them. What was the like... video of the guy marrying the horse? What was that like? <laughs> he wasn't marrying the horse. Oh, you just just <laughs> he couldn't commit. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was. Uh, he was. He was doing something with the horse that definitely should have been safe for after marriage, but he yeah. wasn't married. <laughs> To the horse. Um, was... Bringing in another taboo, premarital <laughs> yeah. sex. Yeah, that was the worst thing about the video. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 I mean, he asked, but she just went. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> God. Have you not heard of that video? Do you know you're not aware of it? I think I watched a whole documentary, like a kind of a, a, a Louis Theroux style thing on it, like yeah. back in the late nineties. Yes, there is a documentary about it. But yeah, that's the video because when you know, I I went to an all boys school, and when you go to an all boys school. You you're gonna be shown yeah. a video or two right. that are horrible in yeah. the in the library at school. <laughs> gonna, someone's gonna show you that, and it's gonna scar you forever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, I, I I'm not. I, I'm in no way defending bestiality. I think it's very bad. But yeah. um, but yeah. This guy seemed, this guy I, wasn't, to like I, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. No, of like, defend bestiality. No, I was saying, I was saying, I'm just, I'm literally. Bestiality, account for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he seemed to be having a good time. Um, <laughs> he did die, though. He died? He he dies. Yeah, not in the video, but he dies after. Why? What happened? He, he stopped him. Did he mm-hmm. get kicked in the face? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know a nice way to say it. Um, did he get a horse related STD? No, I think his insides got hurt. What? Yeah. Like a hernia? No. What are you imagining happening? Oh! Oh! No! <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Okay, everyone. Um, are you thinking of them like in a bed? I think we've... <laughs> <laughs> I think we've just realised that even in my darkest moments, I'm actually an old romantic. You are. It's really sweet. I'm actually quite sweet. <laughs> 
and uh, and Twee. Yeah. And I was imagining this is like a horse t- and a man on a waterbed <laughs> <laughs> in a nice hotel. <laughs> and the horse is just wearing his shirt the next morning, <laughs> and they're smoking. Yeah, nothing from the waist down, but like. <laughs> So like, oh, actually, I didn't even see this. This shows how unfucked up I am. I never even considered it would be from the horse to the guy. I thought it'd be the guy fucking the horse. <laughs> that happens too, though. Some wait, wait, wait. So, so, he, wait, so, he, how did he convince the horse to do it? I don't think they take much convincing. <laughs> <laughs> the horse was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. He's probably just like this guy deserves what he's gonna get. <laughs> I don't make the rules, pal. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Make me run around a track all day. Let's have another taboo. You wanted this. Um, let's have another taboo. Yeah. Um, cannibalism. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Um, I've never done it. <laughs> have you? I think, well, because you can hear about the guys in the, the plane crash, you know, who had to uh, eat each right. other to survive. Alive, isn't it? There was a film from yes. Alive that was based, based, based on, on a real thing. Yeah, based on a real thing. Yeah. Like, would you eat me to survive if, if like, the walls came down and... Were, um, yeah. probably not, just because of the vegetarianism. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I, but that's, is that kind of, I don't mm. know. But then again, oh, that's a really stupid thing to say, because I probably would eat an animal if I had, if I had to, to survive, yeah. I probably would, to be honest. I with think you. it's like the drugs, in that the thing that, um, uh, gets in the way isn't the utilitarianness of it. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the, for me, the drugs, it's the crime element that right. gives me pause oh, and for right. you with animals it's the treatment of the animals so you're not necessarily against eating an animal if, yeah. you, if we were living in like the prairie and you have to go get a rabbit otherwise you've got nothing to eat tonight yeah I do exactly feel but, that yeah, way but I don't if, like in terms of real actual hunting like, I don't have a massive problem with it as a mm. concept but I just don't think any of the hunting that people do is necessary or, yeah. or but it's like the thing. factories and shit the factory yeah. but then if we started eating humans and that was okay someone just one day just like Liberalism just went turned around and said, "Oh, by the way, eating humans completely fine. Yeah, just, they're just good. humans, mate. It's fine. It's just so meat. Would it? I try it? Yeah, but then, but then, and then, imagine if, <laughs> imagine if we got to a stage where there's like Netflix docu- documentaries where it's like, I agree about eating humans, but I don't agree with the farm. I don't agree <laughs> I don't with like the, the mass produced. Yeah, there's too much. There's too many chemicals in in my human mm. that I'm eating. What do you think they would eat though? What would you? What would you? Because you know, like what, what we feed animals is like a very simplified version. The flank. Of... No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the flank is. I don't know what that is. Either. I think shank. Shank is leg. Oh, okay. So is that what it means? Humans probably... Yeah, shank is late. That's why oh. they called uh, the Richard the long shanks. He was tall. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the funny thing when you eat meat. Like, there's words for what you're eating, like mm. lamb shank, and you don't even know what it is. Well, I didn't. I just ate it. That's weird, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah. I guess maybe, like, to answer your question, I probably would then. Actually, <laughs> would eat that totally is a taboo, because I remember growing up, my mum, uh, Penny Trumbull, you heard her <laughs> earlier, folks, she, um, she told me off at the dinner table for talking about... The fact that what I was eating used to be alive. Oh wow! That's I found really interesting. it interesting. I, I wasn't going. I, I, and <laughs> full disclosure, I I wasn't remorseful. Mm. I was just interested. Yeah. I yeah, was no, like, isn't it interesting that this used to be like a thing? This was like a living. Th-? And she was like, shh. Yeah. Shh. I, like whenever anyone asks me about vegetarianism or I talk about it, like I, I feel like I always come across as like really passionate about it. But I'm actually not. I'm very like dispassionate about it. It's just, just it's just like a personal thing that I do. But I'm not one. Of, I again calling back to that thing like I try to separate myself I'm not I'm not one of those vegetarians you know? I'm, not like, <laughs> I'm not like trying to ram it down people's throat but yeah. I but I guess I do care otherwise I wouldn't do it would I I feel like I feel like I'm getting more militant 
as it as I get older. But mm. I hope I don't become like unbearable. About well, we'll it. we'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> okay, necrophilia. I really picked a good podcast, didn't I? Yeah, this is the best. (laughs) Necrophilia, cool. Um, Necrophilia. Yeah, I mean, that's a funny one because it is ultimately harmless. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not emotionally. This is where we we get the the intangible morality. Mm. Uh, Yeah, is it? Well, I don't, I don't support it, and I'm not a That's fan of it. That's what I'm it. saying. It's like, technically, there's no... It's like the John Stuart Mill. What does John Stuart Mill fall? It's technically a, no victimless crime, but mm. it's, it's indecent. Yeah. Yeah, it is indecent. I would, I would say, I think religiously, it's one of the things that is, is most taboo in, in, like, a lot of religion. Like, like, like you... I can't think of, like, a, a rational argument against it in the sense of whether it's hurting people or not only from an emotional point of view. Like, mm. yes, it could definitely hurt people from emotion. You know when we're talking about just how things feel wrong? That's mm. one of those things it just is wrong. Like, you just know it's wrong. And yeah. I don't really have, like, an explanation as to why it Well, it I think also, is. not only is it wrong, it's, like, it's wrong because we have empathy with the idea of dying. Yeah. So it's, like, it's almost like, you know, what they say, to kill, to save one life is to save the whole world. Mm. To... Uh, fuck one dead guy is to yeah. fuck yourself when you're dead. <laughs> I think ultimately that's it, isn't it? It's just, it's just fucking gross. Like that's yeah, that's it's, just gross. it's just gross. Yeah, exactly. yeah, why, it's, it's hard to associate why you would want to do that, but mm. there are people that do want to do that. Yeah, and do do that, and do do that. <laughs> they do do that. <laughs> they do do that. <laughs> they do do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think. <laughs> is it something that's is it something that's accepted in any kind of cultures? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I don't think so. I, although that's a very interesting point, though, because we do, I think, as a, as even the West, we fetishize taboo subjects in the media without okay. even realizing it. So let's think about something like uh, Twilight. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Yeah, we love a good fucking the dead guy. Yeah, vampire lore and stuff is very much all about that. And then you got bestiality with the werewolf, also Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, exactly. You've got uh, incest in Game of Thrones. Can't get enough of that. There is people. a lot of that. That's that. actually, I'd say that's almost normalising it for a lot of people. Like, people love yeah. those characters. I don't like Game of Thrones. I'll be I'm honest with you. Fan. Are you not? That's a relief, because it's one of those things that everyone flipping loves it. Don't I don't they? go gaga for it. I don't go as gaga for it as everyone else does. And I think it could be kind of related to what you said about um, you don't want to be part of any group. Yeah. The fans are so annoying. I'm just are like, they? ugh, whatever, you know. Also, um, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. People like a good cannibal. They're, they're quite, quote, lovable characters, unquote. Mm. Oh, Dexter. He's a murderer. You know, like, we love a good guy or girl in a show or film who does the thing that we don't, we're, we're not allowed to do. Yeah, no, we love it. We love to live vicariously through other other people. And, like, taboo is really interesting. Like, we like to, to see it acted out. But, but that's how we... But that's how we deal with stuff, isn't it? That's how we process things and deal it out. I was going to say, like, the only way that I felt like I could approach the subject of paedophilia, really, like, in mm. terms of making it accessible, is just, like, um, to catch a predator. Like, you know, that yeah, program. Like, yeah, I yeah. used to love that. I used to watch it that's all the time. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that is, in a way, like, fetishizing this idea of paedophilia because it's, like, without paedophilia... <laughs> <laughs> This great program wouldn't exist. <laughs> um, without the good work yeah. done, without the proud work. Exactly. Oh my god. It's, it's a, it's a self right. funding economy. It's like, um, but it's such a good program, isn't it? It's like there's something really satisfying about watching it. Mm. Um, Schadenfreude. And it, yeah. Well, not Schadenfreude, but like a righteous justice. Of yeah. Like, we got him. 
And That's on, the bad man. We got him. Yeah, exactly. On one level, I really hate it for that reason because I do think it's kind of gross. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's good if a program is making you feel empathy for a paedophile. If, if it's doing that, then it's, then it's not achieving what it should yes, be achieving. Yes, yes. But at the same time... But Some of them are so. Well, I find I find it so upsetting just because of the the the, the horrible realization that it happens at all. And yeah, the fact that, that it happens so much that it's like, well, today we caught one. Mm. Yeah, the <laughs> but idea. There is... were, but there's still loads out there. We still got another yeah. eighteen seasons of this. <laughs> like it's gonna keep going. That's it's just, true. That's such a. I just don't. I hate. I mean. I mean. Maybe that's a. Maybe that's bad. Maybe we should look into the abyss mm. and see ourselves and say, this is happening, we need to deal with it. But I don't like being reminded about stuff like that. I, I, some A lot of people I know who are a lot more into that. Oh, mm. look, somebody fucking a horse. <laughs> they, they, can't, <laughs> yeah. they can't get enough of it. Well, I, I, I feel exactly the same way, actually. Like, I, I think it's okay to have a little bit of mystery in the world and it's, it's okay. It's a good thing not to be exposed to everything. Yeah. Like, there are some people that I've met who they, you know, they just want the whole truth, man. Like, yeah, they, like, yeah, the, yeah. like, you know, those people that rail about like, oh, the real news, like it's just a lie. Like they're not showing yeah, you everything and this yeah. is not how the world is. And I can empathize with that point of view to an extent. People but with 18 hour YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, having been shown certain videos when I was a kid <laughs> by friends, <laughs> they have like stayed with me and affected me and I would much have preferred it if no one had ever shown me it. Yeah. And, I just think sometimes we don't need to be exposed to something like that to understand it. It's like there are people that have certain jobs where they're paid to like look mm-hmm. into this thing. Like I don't need to see a dead body. <laughs> like do you know yeah, what I mean? Like it's yeah, not yeah. I'm not particularly interested in it. I feel like I can imagine what it might be like. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even need to do that if you don't want to. Exactly. You don't <laughs> even makes, have to do maybe that. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Sit at home imagining. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm imagining the guy and the horse going and having a moonlit stroll. <laughs> and maybe, they did. That's, it was a happy ending. That's they they, they did. then Netflix and chill to some Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is even more of a fantasy because Game of Thrones is not on Netflix. Um, <laughs> see? The logic all falls apart like Inception. They um, haven't covered bestiality on there yet, have okay. they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've covered it. No, I mean, oh, no, oh, have they done it? Oh, no. Uh, they've done. No. No. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're we, a still, trick. we still got one season to go. I think. Is it just one left? Uh, yeah, just one left. Oh. But the books are still going. Like, mm. they, they've overtaken the books and stuff. I thought they would milk it, like, for everything as well. Well, they're gonna do, like, a whole other season afterwards of, like, prequel shit, you mm. know, and it's just like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Anyway. There's way too much sexual assault in that show. And, the re- and like, the reason I know there is is because they added... Like, oh, so you've read the books, have you? No, I just know oh. that... Because I have friends who've read the books. And, and it's like, oh, no, that's not in the books. That whole character, that whole plotline didn't happen in the books. Mm. And there's, like, a couple of quite notable moments in the show where... And I remember thinking to myself... You never want to be in a situation where you in a writer's room and you say, hey, do you know what Game of Thrones could use more of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that, to me, is that's unsavoury in my brain. Yeah, for definitely. Um, it's really weird. All right, okay, we've been going for quite a while, so let's. I'm going to r- race through some of the last ones. Cool, go for it. But I'm a, I think, luckily, because we've gone with quite some of the more hardcore ones first, These are most of these are actually quite... Uh, I'll just get the fuck over it once, which cool. I like. So. I'm not in a rush, but yeah, no. you don't have to. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, we may end up with like a, a nice two-hour chat. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that's that. cool. I'm not in a rush. Well, as long as you're not in a rush. Yeah, no, no. Fine. I just wanted to know what the time was because I didn't. I, I've lost perspective on the time. You know, so it's, <laughs> is, is it is it fra- is it fractions? Is it mass? <laughs> it's fractions again. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's do a kind of quick fire. Oh, and then you have your list, so that, that's what we'll do after I do this. have some, yeah. I want to hear your list as well. So uh, the list of ones that I think are kind of not as big a deal anymore or shouldn't be. Uh, homosexuality. Yeah. Obvious. Yeah. Fine. Um, inter-religion inter- marriage. Oh, right. So like, Fine. That's a taboo. Is it? But is it still a taboo in, in I think our it, 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 side of the world? Maybe not in our side of the world. Oh, it's like, oh, I suppose it is. it is if you're if you are. Or if you live in a, religion. a multicultural society, I know yeah. a lot of comedians, you know, who are who come from a you know multicultural background, and a lot of their comedy is about their parents not being mm. not being happy with who they're dating or who they're going to marry. It, again, it's like you through the generations, you just hope it gets better and better and yeah. better as it goes down. Yeah, like my like my nan and granddad like had loads of like little weird things they used to say that like aren't said now yeah like my nan used to do like this isn't like a massive thing but something my nan used to do is like if she wanted to describe a gay person yeah she would always go oh he's a nice boy isn't he he's a a lovely boy i bet he looks after his mum but that was code for that was code for i bet he sucks dicks (laughs) (laughs) i bet he sucks dicks I'd, I would I would pay money to see an old lady say I bet he sucks dicks. <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. I'm sure you don't have to pay money. I'm sure there's a few of them. That we've got to find. No, we've got to. Someone's got to make like that would be a BAFTA award-winning film. What just, I bet he sucks dicks. Then. Yeah, just just Judy Dench. It's just three minutes of just three minutes long. Judy Dench goes just sees a guy walk past. and goes oh, I bet he sucks dicks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, so interreligion marriage shouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be an issue. I think all religion is kind of. You know, maybe that's because we're like we're quite agnostic people, so we yeah. don't really give a shit. But I mean, it's a big deal for people. But I just think again, I'm just anti-shame. Just like stop if they're just they're both grown ups. I um, think it's some, a strange. Yeah. It's a strange thing, isn't it? Because it's hard to relate to it because it's like, well, what is the end goal of that? Um, if you, if you're in a religion and you won't let yourself fall in love with or be with someone from another religion mm. why is that is is it because you're interested in continuing to spread the religion or is it because you don't think there are qualities that are mm. available in other people that mm. aren't of your religion like i just don't get it's it it's just good old-fashioned taboo it's just good yeah, old-fashioned old fashion uh, that's not the thing yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. don't do that thing you know i i, I uh, two friends of mine got married a couple of years ago it was one of my favorite weddings i ever went to firstly because they're both super cool mm-hmm. they lost their person who was going to marry them like a week before because the, the, they one's catholic and the other one has a different denomination mm-hmm. and they just couldn't fight it's weird when someone says oh i can't marry you yeah yeah isn't that weird yeah you know yo, your love eh, hard pass like that's oh. that's really weird when they, someone says oh i don't think i can do this it's not just not quite oh is that I, why i can't perform this ceremony i think that's why oh, right. i believe somebody i don't maybe i need to check that with them but i think it was like it was it was, and it was it was like interdenominational thing mm. but it was like they were just different enough that the person who was going to marry them kind of went oh, I don't think I can do this mm. but then the person they did get was super fucking cool to All the right. point where I an atheist was sat in the audience and the opening line of the, the she was a woman and uh, it was kind of in this kind of almost quite hippie-ish locale was it yet? it wasn't a yurt that would be great but she said um, she said uh, she opened it by saying we're gathered here together in the sight of God the universe and the powers that be, and I went. Um, I can fucking get on board with that yeah, shit. Yeah. It was fucking great. I loved that wedding. A lot of like things are going that way, where it's a lot more inclusive in terms of. I guess I think some people are just happy as long as you give over yourself to some kind of higher power. You mm. don't have to call mm. it mm. the actual God Man. Yeah, the God Man. <laughs> the God Man. 
<laughs> so, man upstairs. So it's like the worst superhero ever. Yeah. <laughs> God man. God man. <laughs> he just shows up and goes, cut the end of his dick off. <laughs> Good old God man. <laughs> Don't kiss boys. <laughs> Is that his main superpower? Don't kiss boys. Yeah, he goes. Don't walk under the gay man's legs. <laughs> the gay man is his uh, is his enemy. They were friends to begin with, and then there was a tragic accident, and now he, he just like Satan. <laughs> the other reason that was the best wedding I'd ever been to was because they were two super cool fight trained actors, but also quite humble. So the the wedding feast was Chinese takeaway, mm. and the first dance was a sword fight. Wow. Come on. Amazing. I've got some cool friends. That is pretty cool. That was a great wedding. (laughs) Well, that's another thing, isn't it? Weddings are a good one because a lot of people feel an expectation to make their wedding palatable for everybody else. It's like Mm. a taboo to do something that is more in line with who you are. Like, I've been to a lot of people's weddings and I I, I think, this isn't you. Like, this isn't you at all. This is is a wedding exclusively for your family and that's it. Like, everything is covered. Like, they've got everything in place like the religious aspect the the dress like the seat like the, the fuss over like who's sitting where like everything is so complicated and they're not like that in real life so mm. why are they doing it they're doing it because of like social pressure yeah yeah marry whoever the fuck you want yeah i i, I can <laughs> also don't marry whoever the fuck <laughs> yeah. you want. Like, just don't do any like don't like like, like just like it's fine it's a completely arbitrary thing anyway just do it yeah. Do it or don't do just, it. Just do it. You want to have the party, have the... You can have the fucking party. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't get, I don't get why anyone has an opinion on it at all. Mm. I'm, just, I'm kind of annoyed that I have to have an opinion on getting married myself. Yeah. I'm a kind of registry office guy. What, in the registry office? Well, like, as in, like, let's just go, you, me, and a couple of friends, mm. get it done, and then... Because I always hate when people say, um, the day I married you was the happiest day of my life. It's like, you're not happy? Yeah. That's the, the beginning. That was the beginning. No, mm. it should be. It should be any time after. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's, you should be. You should have been happier to meet them than than the marriage. I think as no, well. You should be happy ten years <laughs> after you got married. You should be happy all the time. Every day preferably. I'm married to you, I feel happier and happier. It's like when your dad says, "The day that you were born was the proudest day of my life." I don't make you proud. I did. I was doing nothing. I was literally doing Aww. nothing. You can never live up to that expectation. Deal with it, Dad. Deal with it, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple of other things that uh, uh, I complete put masturbation. Mm. Still a taboo about that. Is there though? Uh, I would argue male masturbation is long since broken the taboo, mm. p- mostly through, through stand-up comedy. Uh, female masturbation has a lot. Has you a, think it's stand-up still... comedy that helps break the taboo? I think stand-up comedy's <laughs> primary aim. I've definitely seen a lot of of open mic acts talking yes. about it to be fair I thought you were going to say you've seen a lot of open mic acts jerking off doing it yeah I've seen that too <laughs> which to be fair is not an unlikely scenario yeah it's not in this day and age um, <laughs> but no there's a lot of uh, uh, great um, female comics uh, at the moment doing masturbation jokes mm-hmm. about female masturbation and I think it's I'm like <laughs> this is going to sound this is, it can't sound not like a creep I'm like I support this and again, I want to hear more you're cheering from the sidelines again yeah, exactly <laughs> I'm an ally, people. You're an ally, especially when it comes to ladies jerking off. <laughs> uh, but, but I think, I think, I think, I think, I would argue that a lot of women would say that there is still a taboo on it, and mm. uh, that is bullshit. I think, I think one of the biggest taboos is people needing to be perfect. Mm. I think that's a really bad taboo. I think yeah. well, well, it's a taboo that needs to be broke. The taboo is that is that people don't want to admit that that we all say and do the wrong thing most of the time. Mm. Yeah, we do. I mean, I do. I, I'm always, like, regretting things that I say. Or, like, yeah. I don't I mean, I, I, I'm not, like, 
doing saying terrible things mm. but i do i'm one of those people that do do worry sometimes you know when i get home i'm like oh should i have said that should mm. i like even probably after today like because it's been recorded mm. yeah, yeah i'm like oh should i have mentioned my <laughs> ex in that way or should i have done this <laughs> <or?"> <laughs> <laughs> man you keep banging on about yeah <laughs> you're creating this weird like like you it, do have to censor out the name now just so you know. yeah yeah no it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a weird this is gonna sound like a checkout <laughs> <laughs> Unwanted boyfriended bagging area. <laughs> oh, he was a nice guy. We were just—it was—it was, it was oh, like fine, it was a different. We were just different. We were too different. Well, you're being very kind to him right now, protecting. Yeah. His his, his hood. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much fun bleeping this. It's yeah, gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna spend all. This is gonna be a great afternoon. Just finding every single. Okay. <laughs> Can we get one more? What? Yeah, 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 you say it in whatever way I want to have the last... Have the last... Do it. Oh! <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, great. Um, okay, you... Um, let, let's, oh. let's do your list, because the only thing... <laughs> the only thing on my... The only thing left on my list is uh, slavery. <laughs> yeah, we'll skip that one. Let's just skip that one, although it's still a thing that happens in the world. Get it, it, get it fixed, guys. Yeah, come on. Put your that's finger out. That's not yesterday's news. So, okay, in terms of taboo, I, I mean, mine's not much of a list. It's just more like some bullet points, but I've... Well, that is still technically a list, isn't it? But not <laughs> Mass really isn't yours. <laughs> no, it's not. Or... I, so I've got food. Okay. Like, food is something that I care a lot about. Like, I'm always thinking... Not even so much in terms of vegetarianism. I think there's a lot of things that are taboo mm-hmm. in terms of what you can eat and what mm-hmm. you can eat together and what mix is okay. People get very mm-hmm. funny about that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, do you eat any kind of, like, really weird things that you would be ashamed to tell people about? Or do you eat things in a weird way? Hmm. Um... I like that you're asking me questions. This <laughs> yeah. is great. Um, uh, my mother... Again, it's, again, it's my fucking mother. You know, she told me to, not to talk about eating animals on the table. She yes. also made me feel weird for eating with my knife and fork in the wrong hand. Yeah, that's that's another one. When we when you talk about like the crossing of the shadows and stuff like that, it's like mm. a, a weird one, isn't it? Like, why can you... Why do you have to hold the fork mm. in the left hand side? Because I'm, like, I'm not left-handed, mm. but I'm left-handed with a knife and fork. But being left-handed is a taboo, isn't it? Or it was. Yeah. It would get like... I don't know, like forced out of you, wouldn't it? Because it means every time they laid the table, I would change them over. Yeah. And mum would say, stop doing that, it's weird. It really makes no Which sense. Which is a horrible thing to mm. tell a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put that thing that society created that means nothing mm-hmm. in the wrong hand. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I, I can't think of why it would. I don't think I eat anything weird. No. But I think if I was in a strange place, I could be convinced to eat something weird. <laughs> Like what? Like a bug? Yeah, like a bug. Yeah, I eat a bug. I eat a bug any day. Um, uh, or like, I don't know, like, oh, fuck. Like something really weird, like, like a lizard. Like a boiled camel's hump. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like a, a, a stuffed frog. Well, I have this like vegetarian's regret where like there's all these foods that I regret not having tried before, like making the decision to go vegetarian. I should have had one of those. Hmm. Like, I should have gone mad, like, the day before. Like, I should have just, like, been like, I'm trying this, I'm trying this, I'm trying that. But that's not really how it works, because it's, it's like a build-up of, like, guilt, essentially, that makes you go vegetarian. It's like, you just decide one day that you're going to stop. Mm. But I wish I'd have, like, tried lobster. I wish I'd have tried... Right. Um, Lobster's lobster. nice. Well, there you go. I'm never going to know. Unless they make, like, a, a decent substitute. I'll tell you, like, the only, like, um, foodie thing that I do that I think would be considered yeah. weird yeah. is I, I love pizza. Mm. Um, and I think the best topping is pasta okay. have you had that before I have not had that it's really good what type of pasta like 
any kind of pasta that holds the cheese, so like right. like shells mm. Or, mm. or macaroni. With what kind of sauce? Like a tomato sauce or like like marry... a full pizza. A full pizza, yeah, no, with cheese on it already. But then what goes on top of the pasta? Is it just pasta on top? It's cheese. Okay. So it's carbs on cheese on carbs on cheese. Damn, Jen, you yeah, nasty. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does sound horrible, but it's really good. And it's one like of those things that's like, well, don't knock it until you've tried it because yeah. it'll change your life. Yeah, I'd eat that before I'd eat a live octopus, so that's fine. Like an old boy. <laughs> like an old boy. Yeah. That's, just, that's specifically that's gross, isn't it? another great incest drama. I haven't watched this year's can incest film. So What is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just know it exists. <laughs> Let incest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what else is on your list? Uh, tattoos. I got tattoos on there. Okay, they're taboo, aren't they? Do you have tattoos? I have no tattoos. Do you? No, no. But w- William does. Yeah, William Stone, he's got loads. He me loads of yeah, them. yeah. Why know. do you think they're uh, taboo? Because they are. Like in some cultures, they are regarded as as taboo. I think it, they've only recently, in the frame of time, become socially acceptable in our culture. Mm. Really. Like, they used to be regarded as only sailors or lowlifes or criminals. Yeah, yeah, tattoos. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Like a like, neck tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Or like that swan on the hand that everyone yeah. has. Or a tear. A tear. Oh. A lot of people... Well, like, that's the other thing. Like, face tattoos have been a taboo forever, and now they're not... They're just becoming not. Well, that's actually really nice for the word taboo, because if you think about going back to, you know, uh, Polynesia... They had face tattoos. Sure. But they sure. were actual sacred ceremonial ones. Yeah. They were actually, like, they weren't a sign of uh, having fucked up your life. <laughs> yeah. you know, it used to be. The nicest thing, like, it's so interesting how mm. history, there's these uh, these ebbs and flows and stuff. But it will happen again because in, the more it gets normalised, like, in about, I reckon it would only take about five to ten years, but I think loads of people are going to have face tattoos. Do you think? Me. Yeah, I think so. Actually, uh, I could see that. Yeah, you're I've, right. I've seen people walking down the road in Brighton who just have them, and mm. they don't just have them a little bit. <laughs> they have them a lot. Like if you're yeah. gonna have one, they commit to it. Like there's a guy in Brighton whose whole head is like blue. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the trailer for the new Aladdin either. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. We can get past it now. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's like quite startling when when you see them, and then you're like, oh, okay. I'm convinced that our bodies will be completely like phones in about sixty years, like so, cyborg. No, well, kind of like cyborg, but as in like. Um, like, you could choose a different screensaver for your face. Oh, wow, that would be good. Like, you'd have tattoos, <laughs> but they're not permanent. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I bet there'll be a time where you can change, the, you know, what you look like in any way, and, like, all the taboos will go out the window. Like, yeah. Like, like I think people will be able to rewrite their brains. I think in, like, a 100 years, they'll know exactly how the brain works. And, like, rich, yuppie kids in New York will be like, I'm going to be gay this weekend. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just like I just feel like being gay for this weekend, and they just flick the switch. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that that's how simple it is to be gay. That is not what I'm saying. No, I'm it's just as saying, simple as walking under gay man's legs. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what they did was they found a way to bottle gay man's legs um, and put it into a magical elixir. But like, I think, I think that they'll governments will make it so that uh, soldiers don't have problems killing people. Mm-hmm. I think that they'll make it so that uh, people who vote are stupid. I think right. that there will, in the future, a lot of, we'll have to confront a lot of taboos because I think technology will get to a point where you can have anything, you can, you can be or do anything. And mm-hmm. I think that is, that will be an interesting time. I hope I'm dead before yes. that. <laughs> it doesn't sound very, it doesn't sound I think like my kind of life. We're already too far with the Instagram filters and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Already too far. 
I didn't really have any others. I, I, I wrote down grunger and I don't know why I wrote that down. Grunger? Yeah. Are you like a proper like grunge kid? No, I used to, I was. Like that That was my like, that was who I was when I was growing up. Sweet. Yeah. I don't dig that. But That's I feel like I that was a taboo at the time because your family, like they don't understand it yeah. and everyone at school aren't on board with it. To be fair, if, if your parents did understand it, that officially makes them twat. Yeah. And also it makes it <laughs> To be like cool grunge anymore. parents, yeah, they'd yeah. be the worst. There are a lot of those in Brighton, actually. I know quite a few people who have, like, grunge parents. I don't think it <laughs> has any meaning. Smells like teen support. <laughs> no, we don't want that. No support. <laughs> we don't want tolerance in our grunge Definitely from our parents. Not. Okay, so that's pretty good. Yeah, it was comprehensive. That was we very comprehensive. Right, we end the podcast. Uh, you have to tell me something that you don't love that everyone else seems to love mm-hmm. that you just can't quite get on board with. And then just tell me something that you do love, unironically, and just sell me on it. Okay, um, I wrote, like, I found it really easy to find things I don't like. I've written, like, loads, because I feel like a very negative person. I guess, I don't know, like, the one one that I don't, something I really don't like is Reddit. Like, are you familiar with Reddit? I am uh, very luckily completely clueless. I have never really been on it. In fact, every time I've looked at it, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to operate it. Well, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like it. But also, it's just, I, I find it really bizarre that, it's normal now in culture for people to like be on a forum. Like, mm. like that's a normal thing. Like mm. forums are cool now. Mm. Like since when? Like forums aren't cool. Like for- <laughs> forums are where you go to find like people who you can Catch relate a predator. to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be accessible to everybody. And it's, it, I just find it, if you're not familiar with it, it's just like, it's based all on an upvoting system. It's like whatever's got the most votes rises to the top. Right. And wow. it's, but it's just, there's a certain sense of humor among people on there. And it's just intolerable. It's just hmm. disc- like they're just pieces of shit, and I just <laughs> I can't relate to it at all. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something I hate. I was kind of relying on you knowing a bit more about Reddit. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, it's no, but, like, no, but so it's like a very excluding language. They all I have their own so. terms. What, what are the what are the five most annoying terms? Oh, I don't know. Like edge gaming. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, you just hate it. I, don't, I just hate it. Yeah, I just I can't go. I've tried going on it, but it's like everyone I know has it on their like home screen of their right. phone. Like everyone seems Ugh. to be using it all the time. Because they use it for their news, they use it for their, like... Um, a bit like how some people use Twitter for news. It's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like, kind of use Twitter for news. I don't really watch the news. I find yeah. it too depressing. In fact, I, I genuinely... <laughs> this is a bit... This is, this is incredibly sad. Mm. I think the open mic stand-up comedy circuit is where I get my news from. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, because that's where, like, they're, like every week, they'll, they'll tell you what's going on with Brexit. That's they'll true. tell you what's going on with all the, all the like, social justice issues. They'll tell you what's going on with celebrities. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, that's where I get my points of view from. Because every time something happens, one of my 300 friends on Facebook will do a snarky joke about it. Mm. That's how I know shit's going down. Yeah. Like, I wish I could say, like, oh, I watch the news and I read the papers and stuff. But that's probably how I get most of my information too it's just peripherally through like facebook and stuff like that. reading the paper is only something that you do in the morning after a romantic evening in with your horse (laughs) 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 with some lemon juice freshly squeezed um (laughs) okay so so uh like i i completely agree with this i'm i'm uh, you don't have to convince me on this because i as you say i quite hate forums as well yeah things like 4chan are like the well that's well that's what it is worse don't they but it's but that's what it is it's It's like like, socially acceptable 4chan it is it's 4chan like and again, if you want to see a video of the man and the horse, like right. that's kind of the place where you would go. Very to fitting get it. for this podcast. I'm not anti-forum. Like I think, I think like forums in their traditional sense are really useful. Like mm. I used to be on a lot of forums when I was a teenager. Mm. But I just, 
I think the idea of a forum becoming popular is, I don't want to sound too, like, snobbish, but, like, I remember when forums were underground and cool, and, like, it was a bit like if a games workshop just suddenly became, like, socially acceptable, and, like, there was a games work, there was a games workshop next to every costa, like, you Mm. just wouldn't Mm. like it anymore, would you? Yeah, well, you said earlier, didn't you? You say you just don't like being part of groups, you don't like being part of anything that's considered cool, or, yeah. It's not grunge, it's not grunge anymore, guys. No, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's it. That's cool. No, I, I, I can get behind that. Cool. All right, something you love. I love uh, pop music, like real, like unashamed, like cheesy, like but modern pop music. Basic stuff, basic bitch stuff. Yeah, like I love Amazing. pop music, but no one, like everyone is so embarrassed about it and everyone is so ashamed to admit they like pop music. Wow. But to me, like pop music is just, it's it's a different thing. Like people are always talking about like how, oh, I want my music to be real. I want it to be heartfelt. I want all this. I think there are like different people that just want different things out of music to be honest Mm, with you and one thing that is like neglected that people don't want or won't admit to wanting is like just a really sonically like beautifully produced thing and that's Mm. what I like about pop music because it's like technically manufactured to be like perfect and right. i love that like, it sounds great like and i don't understand people that don't uh, can't well, get on board with that if it's about nothing I, i'm not one of those people that listens deeply to lyrics like i can't okay. i just can't like i i have like if it's just after a breakup then suddenly like all of the songs will start making sense to me yeah, yeah you know yeah, every sad yeah, song i'll yeah. be like oh i get it yeah but for the most part when i'm in a, a healthy state of mind <laughs> like i don't <laughs> I don't care about lyrics in songs. So yeah, for me, pop music is just great. And it, it, it drives me nuts when people slag off pop music and say that it's not real music. Because to me, it's like well, the most real music. I am talking about like very manufactured, like modern pop music, like Ariana Grande and things like that, which I yeah, really love. Well, well um, Maisie Adam, yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. our guest was Maisie Adam. And she, she her thing she loved was Ariana Grande. Oh, well, there you go. And she She's gave great. a very heartfelt mm. um, uh, defense of her as just being... You know, like pure, genuine pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her, but even Coldplay and Nickelback, like I'll say it, like they've got a couple of songs that I like. Yeah, like I won't. Well, it's like U two is a big one for me. Like, like mm. uh, the, the the joke that I want to do on stage is, um, can I just let me keep Joshua Tree? <laughs> it's like it's all one song anyway. It's practically mm. all one song. The first three songs in Joshua Tree just run into each other. Yeah, it's yeah. just where the streets have no name into still haven't found what I'm looking for. You know, what I mean, and it's just it's a fucking great album. Yeah. Okay? Fuck off. <laughs> I know Bono's annoying, but still, like, people, we're doing comedy to real people, and real mm-hmm. people like this stuff. I mean, the other thing is, it's like, um, it doesn't negate the fact, like, you can still like other stuff. Like, I love loads of music. I love real passionate music, man. Like, I love that too. <laughs> but, um, all right, Dad. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Dad. <laughs> It's actually lovely because you spent most of this podcast saying that you're kind of like quite a negative person and <laughs> you don't like making like, you know, you're not a very, you know, you, you, you're kind of almost feeding that comedian dead inside. <laughs> I don't but feel like it turns out, no, 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 but as in you have that kind of action. No, when you listen to music, you feel full on love yeah. and passion. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love loads. I love all kinds of music. The one that I love the least is like country music. But, <laughs> but even then yeah. there are, there's stuff in it that I love. Yeah. But, um... But you can like like deep stuff and yeah. still like Britney Spears if yeah, you want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so many people that I know are just like completely mm. against it. Like they'll just be like, "It's not real music. It's not." Well, I think that's just to. people desperately trying to desperately scrambling to have an identity. 
Yeah. It's like I'm re- I who I I self identify as not liking yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? As opposed to actually like you know, it's actually has so much more self possession to be like actually like I think everyone has their what are your like the guiltiest pleasure songs that you have? I think mine is probably what's my guiltiest pleasure song? I've got a few. That's a really good question, but I so don't I mean. But you sound like you don't have those. It's not. I don't. Be, I just. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Like that's the thing. I, I think mm. if you like something, you like it, and then you should also just like embrace it and not be ashamed of it. The songs that I love, I'm. I've realised I love sad songs. Yeah. I just love sad songs, and I think they make me happy. I don't think there's anything weird about that. Like I like I like I said, I love a sad film. Like mm. I love. I like watching something that is made in order to put a downer on you you come out of it feeling better about yourself well i think it must be like why people like horror films yeah there's something about being taken to that edge Mm. and then you kind of come out the other side of it feeling more alive yeah and also it's nice to be reminded that that you do have feelings like (laughs) 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 it's nice to be manipulated as well like to to, you can appreciate in a piece of media that has an ability to Mm. change how you feel like like again if i watch like a a sad movie set in the north again like it's like if it makes if it makes me feel sad then great like that's great it's like i like schindler's list Mm. not because it's so horrific yeah i mean nobody goes into schindler's list going like oh this is the good part yeah yeah i love this bit but no but it 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 does it ticks the boxes it's made to do that and it works and because it works you go oh great Mm. yeah Take that. Yeah, yeah. That's lovely. Cool. It was lovely. That's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a lovely way to... I think that's a lovely way to... Everybody, <laughs> go and listen to the cheesiest pop song you can yeah, right now. for definitely. Or the saddest, <laughs> mopey thing you can. <laughs> and feel unironically uh, a jubilation. <laughs> right. I feel like you know, this has been a good chat. Yeah, I've it's really been really fun. You. This yeah. is the longest chat we've ever had. Oh, cool. I don't think we've had a chat that's been more than five minutes long. No, just like ships in the night. We are. We're ships in the night. Ships Um, in the night. Right. Okay. Well, that that was uh, 50 uses for the word love. Today's word was taboo. Keep the name Jen Ives in your brain because she's entering her third year of comedy. She's doing really great. So um, (laughs) thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm Stephen Trumbull and I love you.